Oh, hello and welcome to Rebel FM, episode 67. I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is Arthur Geese. Hi. Tyler Barber. It's back in the house. And Matt Chandrenay. Hello, hello, hello. Um, So hello. We're, we're here to podcast. It's a day late because of some rioting in Oakland. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the are pretty weak, I got to say. They were, but they were, but there was a safety concern. So yeah, right. <laughs> I was I I would rather not take the chance of putting you guys in danger. Well, so, I appreciate that. So Although we're a day I'm, late, but that's why there was good there was good cause. Um, kind of attracted to danger. People were were not happy, and so, I completely understand why. The far-reaching consequences of police brutality. Yep. <laughs> yep. And <clears throat> poor race relations in this country. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all we're going to get into about politics. <laughs> all right, games. we're here to talk about video games. Games, games, games. games. Fuck white people. <laughs> I just got to say that it was really nice actually listening to Rebel FM last week because I haven't listened in a long time since you guys have had me on, which I really love. I just like to apologize. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I, it was really it was a good show, and it was really nice hearing Arthur's dulcet tones in my ears, oh. so close and intimate. <laughs> How fast did you fall asleep listening to that podcast? Not at all, dude. I was wide awake. I was laughing. Did you cry like stuff. it was the end of Toy Story with the last <laughs> letter? Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, so that was pretty epic. So, who played games? Matt played games. Played games. I uh, I did play games. Um. So there's uh. Well, there was there was this one. Let's see if this works. Oh Jesus! Are you playing? Oh. Are you playing the Rebel FM app? I am. <laughs> it's basically uh. It's free. Penis indeed. It's free. You can get it on iTunes. Penis indeed. There you go. Penis indeed. I was half farting on my bed. Penis indeed. <laughs> I was half farting on my bed. X button equals chimp attack. X button equals chimp attack. So, so it's it's a series of quotes from the show. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, apparently the only thing that I've ever said that was worthy of putting in the soundboard was. Hello. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was like the limit of my contribution. Hello, 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 hello. So that that's it's free. like you're in the room with us, man. Awesome. In the app store. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is this one is my favorite though. Penis indeed. Penis, Penis indeed. indeed. <laughs> um. So yeah, you if you some guy just tweeted it to me and he was like, yeah, and I was yeah. like, all right, I'll download that shit. I don't have an iPhone, so I could not download. <laughs> Get that on the Droid Marketplace. <laughs> what are you doing? And then not. Uh, okay I've been playing Bitpilot on the iPhone, which has a pretty rockin' 8-bit soundtrack. It does. It's kind of it's kind of badass. And uh, I thought it, it was a Mega Man game at first. Yeah, it sounds like it. the the soundtrack really is like that good. And the cool thing about it is that like you score enough points and it sort of racks them up. And after you score enough points, it unlocks like other music tracks. And in this game, that's a really good incentive because the music is awesome. Um, I think it it doesn't control well enough. You're a ship and you're dodging these asteroids, and um, as you stay alive, your score is increasing, and once you pass like you know thresholds, then it levels up, and uh, it gets harder. The asteroids get bigger. There's more of them. After a while, they're they're like super huge and they're pulsating in size, and you're just like this little triangle that's like maybe you know somewhere between like three and six pixels, and you're flying around trying to dodge. How the does asteroids. it control exactly? Uh, you push your you hold your finger on the screen and the arrow moves in that direction your ship moves in that direction mm. but after playing tilt to live and i'm playing this game I'm like man this game needs to control exactly like tilt to live so uh the people out there who made bit pilot like put in tilt controls in this game would be like way better 
Because mm. the problem is, especially like, you know, you'll be holding, you'll be having to do all these little tight circles and everything, and your finger is constantly blocking your vision, which is really critical in a game like this. Right. So that's good. Uh, it's, it's a good game. I still recommend it, if only for the soundtrack. <laughs> I wonder if the soundtrack is available on iTunes. I would buy it. Man, with uh, with the two of you sitting on that couch and no one talking against the wall, the sound quality this week is so much better than it usually is. Really? Wow. I just, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Hmm. There's like no echo at all. <laughs> there's no, e- there's no, 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 no echo, 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 echo. <laughs> and that was the last time you'll hear Matt on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able uh, to listen to a lot more from now on, sir. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's okay. You've you've had me on more than enough already. I feel. No. I That's feel so, you've been so generous. Please don't leave. <laughs> Please don't leave. You're the only one left. Um, oh, that made it sound sad. <laughs> I played that uh, that NASA game on Steam, uh, oh, Base Alpha. That? It's kind of cool. It's like, I'm not sure I actually, because, you know, they announced that it's like sort of a precursor to their MMO. Right. And like, I don't know if I actually would play an MMO if it's like this, but like, um, the whole premise is an asteroid hits the moon and... Uh, you have to repair the power generators and the power couplings that lead to the life support system. And uh, it's kind of cool because you can, uh, you go to the equipment shed and you can pull out these cases and then uh, the case sets up like uh, an impromptu control station. You can control little robots to do stuff. You can walk around and do it yourself, but you have to do things like you can only hold one tool at a time. So you actually have to put one down in order to pick up another one. But if you go and you get the briefcase, then you can put a couple tools in a briefcase to carry it with you. And it's like, it sort of has that feel. I'm like, man, this must be kind of what it's like in space to move around, like in this really bulky space suit. You know, you're not very agile. You can only really do like one thing at a time. And uh, while you're repairing things, it has this little mini game that pops up that'll have like a circuit board. And it's a little bit like Operation Don't Touch the Sides. And it'll go between like, has different levels of difficulty. It'll go between like two soldering points and it'll have a path that you have to draw with the mouse in the solder, but you can't go outside of the path. And it'll only give you like five seconds to do it or on a complicated one, sometimes they'll give you like 10 or 11 seconds. And so you're like, oh God, oh, I gotta solder this fast. I gotta solder it quick. And um, that must be, you know, the, I'm sure that, you know, when they were designing this, cause the whole point behind this game is to try to, it's, they flat out said that just like America's army is a recruiting tool, they made this game to try to get people interested in the space sciences and in NASA. I want this game to be like the last starfighter <laughs> whereby, whereby playing it really well, <laughs> they recruit on you. steam. They'll yeah. be like, Anthony, you are ready. <laughs> Anthony space, goes to space camp for the space mission in case this we happens. <laughs> I want it to be like, or that they'll be like, you get to control our first robotic spaceman. On the right. base, and I just get to sit and play a video game, but with a real robot. Will they replace you with a clone, Anthony? Yeah, like I, I, Anthony? I would volunteer. Right, exactly. I would volunteer for a moon mission. But it was badass. it was kind of cool. I mean, like the the setup is that. What does it look like? You, it's uh, it's, it's an Unreal Engine, Engine three, three but oh, okay. it doesn't look like a UE three game. Is I it mean, first person? Uh, no, it's third person. Okay. Um, and you plod really slowly around in your spacesuit, you know. And uh, um, it's not like super high quality, you know, graphics and like cover lighting based? effects and everything. Yeah, it's a cover-based <laughs> shooter <laughs> in like those giant-ass bulky moon suits, you know. That'd be kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you have to... There's a couple different modes. There's one mode where that 
you can get on the leaderboard by playing in this one mode and basically time is ticking down and you have to repair everything that's what i'm saying before uh before you know they they run out of before all the people inside the space inside the moon base run out of air and there's leaderboards yeah see that's what i'm saying last starfighter right there yep (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be like you you are the person for this mission telling you well i always wanted to go to space camp as a kid and we could never afford it so maybe now's my chance true yeah i think anthony's on to something it's totally like the it's the uh it's that game of our generation. I want it to be. <laughs> don't I mean? Don't they they plan on uh, expanding it quite a bit? I mean, I, I know that there's an MMO that they got. Yeah, the, that, well, that's what this is. Is it's like it's supposed <laughs> to be a taste of the MMO. That's how NASA's going to fund future space missions is by a wow killer. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of dollars we will launch into space. And that'd be kind of fucking awesome. But considering that, like, even WoW's budget is like one percent of you know a moon mission budget, they would have to be a really popular MMO true <laughs> but another game that i was play- that i played speaking of simple games was uh sean elliott put on his twitter uh a link uh to red remover what's that and like i hopped in it's super cool it's just this little flash game if you go to uh the game homepage.com <laughs> which is like the worst name for a homepage ever but um red remover is um you have shapes on a screen and the idea is to get rid of the red ones while keeping the green ones and it's physics based so any shape that you click on you can remove unless unless it's a uh, dark red dark red can only like be they only have you have to make it so they fall off the screen somehow um but light red you can click to remove the blue ones it doesn't matter if they stay on the screen or if you remove them but the green ones have to stay on the screen and uh the and it has like gravity that goes in different directions and the pieces interact with each other and there's square ones and round ones and obviously the round ones roll and uh it the puzzles just get really kind of clever and addictive and i played through like the entire game and then i played through it on the harder mode which basically just means that your cursor becomes like a spotlight so you have to move your cursor around the map you can't see anything it's the same the same levels but you only have a a little circle of light around where your cursor is in order to play and some of the maps actually require some pretty precise timing and so doing it in that particular mode can be kind of complex and kind of frustrating, but then you unlock like five super levels at the end of the game if you go through in hard mode as well. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I played through it too. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to. Uh, yeah, and 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 if it's a little bit hard to imagine like what kind of puzzles they are, but, yeah, but you know, in some, my head. some yeah, of you it. You really it, do have to play it. It might be something like there, there are um, a couple of blue blocks stacked up in a certain way that looks almost like a table. And the ones you want to get rid of are the heavy red ones on top of it. So you got to think of how to like uh, cancel out the the middle piece of the table so the heavy red one falls through. But then you might, but you also got to preserve the green ones, mm-hmm. you know. So so you got to make sure like they this. don't fall off of the screen. Right. right. Yeah, this is my type of game. There was like one game that I talked about a while ago called Gerbil Physics. Nice. It was an Xbox indie game where it was like you have like two bombs and you have to blow it up, but and the gerbils all have to fall between a certain line. But, mm-hmm. like, certain ones can't touch each other because it's game over. Right. Or they can't fall down holes because that's game over. I yeah. like right. stuff like that where yeah. it's, like, yeah. just clever. And this one, they, totally. they do really cool spins on the whole gravity thing. Like, they'll, like, sometimes where, like, each edge of the window has gravity. So left goes gravity that way. Right goes gravity that way. Up is, you know. So mm-hmm. you have to, like, remove blocks in a certain way. So they're almost, like, orbit around and knock out the block you want it to knock out. It's... It's really, really yeah. cool, really clever. 
Yeah. It sucks. That the guy, I mean, it sucks. It's cool that the guy's giving it for free, but it also sucks because it's like, it sounds like a game that I would pay like two bucks I for on the iPhone. I think he could totally charge for it. Yeah. The, well, and the you thing can play is the free Fleisch version online, and there is an iPhone app, I guess, that just came out too. And you oh. can you can go through all the puzzles super quick. Like you can, in really quick. Two, in like in an hour. Yeah. If, <laughs> if that. But yeah, they're super fun. And it, but the thing is, is that the system is simple enough. He made a level editor. And yeah, so nice. it's like you go into the forums and there's people that have made like tons of different levels. Nice. And uh, like you launch the level editor, totally works right there in the fly shop. And like, because everything that you can do in that game is really simply constructed. So, you know, editing levels and doing them yourselves is, is it's really easy. It's really straightforward. So yeah. it's one of those, one of those like really simple games that's really clever, has a nice physics based system. And, uh, you know, it's just can provide a l indefinite gameplay as long as you, you're playing all these other levels that people made. It makes a great fart noise when you, <laughs> when you <laughs> fail. Yeah, it's all <laughs> <laughs> when you fail. And, when, and it has like the, it has a really pleasing thing when you succeed. It's like this a little kid's chorus, like the first grade class all going, yay! <laughs> yeah, see, games need that. Yeah. Peggle taught us <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like something memorable for when you yeah. win. Yep, totally. Yeah, we are all easily psychologically manipulated into our re reward cycles. Yeah, speak for yourself. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> um, um, what else? And then uh, has the uh, Dragon Age DLC come out yet? Yeah, officially, yes. Officially, yes. Okay. Liliana's song. Liliana's song. <coughs> yes, I downloaded it. I played it, and I beat it. Was it how worth was it? That? Um, how much is it? Cause I think it's ten bucks. I actually got a download code. Um, I would say that it is a really good piece of DLC. <laughs> like I thought this I thought the story was really good. Um some of the the combat sequences were a little meh. Like right in the beginning, like right when you get into it cuz it reuses um assets from the game. It's just like Denerim but at night. So you're using the the Denerim like market square and you're using um uh R. Lehman's estate, you know, like maps that you've already seen. Um, but anyway, uh, you might as well be speaking a different language to Anthony, by the way, <laughs> and to anybody who hasn't played Dragon Age. Right. Um, but I thought it was good. Like, uh, I thought the storytelling was really well done. I think Liliana's voice actress is uh, voice actor is one of my favorites in the game. I think she's really, really good. And uh, this sort of like this is a prequel, like a backstory for her, like how she ended up where she ended up at the Chantry. And, uh, yeah, I dug it. I really enjoyed it. And, <laughs> you know, if you're a Dragon Age fan like I am, then it's probably worth your 10 bucks. <laughs> if you're not a Dragon Age fan or you, like, weren't super into the game and you haven't been super into the other DLC, not worth your money. I don't think I ever actually met Liliana because I didn't get her. You told me that. In town, yeah. And she was wiped out with the rest of that town. Yeah, it's too bad because she's, like, one of the really complete characters because she's meant as a romance. Of course she Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's $7 is how much the deal is. It's $7. Oh, it's definitely worth $7. No doubt. Yeah. That's, really? I, I, don't, I don't know. That's a Bioware thing lately to price DLC for Mass Effect 2 and Dragon mm -hmm. Age at uh, $7. Yeah, I think it's actually, I think it's a lot better than uh, Return to Ostagar. It's definitely better DLC than Return to Ostagar. I never played any of the DLC for Dragon Age. Yeah. I've played it all because I fucking love that game. Um, but I was uh, I was kind of disappointed with the Dragon Age two announcement. Um, right, right. Yeah, because it's a different character. Exactly. It's it seems like they're totally going more Mass Effect with it, 
where it's going to be single character focus. You don't get to choose your uh, your race and class. Well, you might get to choose your class, but you don't get to choose like your your race anymore. And that really bums me out um, because like that's the whole th like I felt like Mass Effect was its own type of RPG, which I really, really enjoy. Right. But Dragon Age was this other type of RPG which I really, really enjoy. Extremely traditional Bioware RPG. Exactly. And I don't want that to go away. And like, I'm, I could be totally talking out of my ass. You know, I'm sure when I see Dragon Age 2, I'm going to go like, must play. But that doesn't, that isn't going to stop me from missing the whole, like, you know, uh, have a whole range of options to create my character from. Because you, you are going to be a singular character. Your character's name is Hawk. H A W K E, which is like that doesn't really make it better. No, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> and uh, I think you you're stuck being human, and so it's like, all right, I have to be human. I have to be this character Hawk, which means that you know my character is going to be all voiced, and I'm going to have Could you dialogue systems Hawk? like in Mass Effect, Lady Hawk. <laughs> I didn't even realize yes, that was a I'm joke until be, I got dude, out. I'm totally going to get that game, and I'm going to use the face editor and make her Michelle Pfeiffer totally gonna do no it no one gets that joke <laughs> no no one gets that joke oh man that's Just that's old that. school nerddom right there lady hawk look it Rucker up Hauer and yep. matthew broderick I think. and matthew broderick and michelle pfeiffer imdb that shit yep. um i mean but well, i i wonder if they'll let you be a female yeah they said you can character. be a, a female yeah or so male or a female human yeah but you can only be human yeah are you holding out hope for the female to female love interest chain I'm sure there will be. Well, especially no, if I'm going to be playing, too. especially if my character is going to be Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. Hella into that. <laughs> you couldn't, as a female, Hella. you couldn't, you couldn't romance a female. No. 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 Jack wasn't interested. Jack seemed like the one that would no, go both you, ways. You no. could not in Mass Effect. It's all about dick. Hmm. Yep. It's all. It's a uh, traditional hetero relationships only. Please. Hmm. I mean, well, and interspecies. Even the first Mass Effect didn't really have lesbian relationships. If you're getting super technical. Sure it did. Oh, uh, well, you're right, yeah, because they're an alien species that aren't actually, they're all female, but right. blah, 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 blah. That's just a way around. Hey, That's man, just I didn't write around. it. I'm just yeah. saying what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess finally the thing that I played a bunch last week was uh, Crackdown, Crackdown 2. Several of us did, I think. Yeah, probably. I've played a few hours. Yeah. My uh, favorite Crackdown 2 moment was falling 60, 60 feet onto mm -hmm. Matt's head. <laughs> yeah that's a good one that was fun um yeah like you uh you threaded the needle too I like really through did. like all of these balconies and like buildings and everything that was kind of awesome i i felt very accomplished when yeah. i stomped when i stomped on you like a yeah. fucking mushroom in a mario game because <laughs> i really was like we were i was down there at the bottom of this building and you look up and you don't think that you that anybody can attack you from above because i was in such this tight little space with like I said, all these balconies and walkways crossing between these two buildings, and then suddenly Arthur just, bam. Well, you told me there was an orb down there. There was. There was a hidden orb down there. You had to come get it. Yeah, exactly. I understand. I'm not faulting you. <laughs> so um, that is definitely more Crackdown. I was going to say, my favorite, my favorite part of Crackdown 2 was when I beat Crackdown 1. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It is definitely more Crackdown, but I enjoy it. I'm still like, it's, orbs all over again. I don't yeah. even know if I'm enjoying it. It just satisfies okay, that's a true. particular weird itch it does i'm not a collection person to collect except in crackdown and jump higher and well it's and it's because like the the tangible rewards are mm -hmm. well it's because these rewards are tangible in this right. game you know it's like when you when you level up your agility 
like you really level up your agility. You yeah, know? it's a pretty it's like, significant feeling yeah. in this. Like you can suddenly jump 15 feet higher, run like 10 miles an hour faster than you used to be able to do. It right. feels great. I just don't even understand why this game bothers to have a character creation system either. <laughs> I like, don't know. There's like four faces. They're all male and you wear a mask the whole time. So it doesn't, yeah. give, right. it doesn't <laughs> make a damn difference. The second you get one upgrade in anything, yeah, it just you have puts a mask. a mask on you. Yep. Yeah. I just, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they bother either. Yeah, it's just all about running from rooftop to rooftop, like the tick. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Or this, yeah. Right? I don't even care about fighting people. That's like a nuisance yeah. I do sometimes, but most of the time I'm just like, I'm looking for agility orbs. Yeah. Everything like, else is secondary. Like, I, I like fighting people once I get um, my explosive skill up. Uh, get a yeah. couple rocket launchers and things. Uh, shooting people is even less satisfying in this one than it was in the last one. I agree. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I caught a link from a Twitter post, and Matt, I think it was either you or Nick Sutner mm. that put it up. Mm. Um, and, and it was basically this guy breaking down a few points that he thought would make Crackdown 2 much better. Oh, that better. was Tom Chick's... Uh, That's right, Tom Chick. ...article on Fidget, I think. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and so I haven't played Crackdown 2 other than my demo at PAX, but mm-hmm. um, reading through that, I mean, he had some really, really great points, and I thought the greatest point that he had was that... Um, you say what I think you're going to say, we are going to argue... The, the nighttime thing? Yeah, I think you are incorrect on that, sir. I, I don't know. I haven't played it, but it makes sense that his whole point was I that, read that article. in order to make the nighttime enemies make sense, mm-hmm. that maybe have it to where at nighttime you can't have your sort of like crazy jumping and shit. Like you have a solar powered suit. So then that forces you to use your guns on the swarms. Of oh, enemies. That would basically God, make would it so that, that I wouldn't be having any fun for no. a third. I don't even fight the down. nighttime enemies. I just, yeah. I just, Run or jump over them. Yeah, maybe, run maybe over them or jump good. over them. No, yeah. I would hate that. Oh my god, I would. That game that. is all about empowerment. Without mm-hmm. empowerment, Crackdown has nothing. Right, huh. it's true, and it even has uh, less than the first game does in terms of the city. Because I understand that they were, you know, sort of a little bit post-apocalyptic. They decided to wreck the city, but in the process of doing that, they wrecked the city. And like, I don't enjoy the city in Crackdown Two near as much as I do. So here's Crackdown a weird 1. thing: I it's hard to find, but there actually is a brightness setting in mm. Crackdown Two, like a yeah. gamma setting. Yeah, but it's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the the first the first one. It was just so colorful and it was so vibrant. It right. Was, it but, would really fit the style of the game, and I was like, wow, this is great. But now everything is. Uh, it's like it's trying to be Gears of War or something because everything is so brown, but this but this isn't an engine where lots of browns look good together. It's uh, mm. I don't like it. I, it's not fun to look at, and it's also not as fun to jump around because you have all of these broken and destroyed buildings that seem like, oh, okay, I'm going to have more platforming challenges or whatever, but I just find it annoying. I want to go to the top of, you know... The, the brightly colored awesome world that and I had And it seems before. like buildings are more finicky with what you can grab onto. Yes, that is definitely in. true. Yeah, like and that's it, it super seemed like frustrating. It seems to me like they did something to the mechanics where they tried to make it easier to grab onto things, but sometimes has the opposite effect. Like I'll jump up and my character's hands at my peak will clearly be, you know, like two feet below a window and he'll still reach up and grab it, which I appreciate. But there will be other times where it's like, I'm standing on things and I feel like it's mushy, you know, like when my feet land on something, it'll kind of like slide off something if it's not thick enough. And then the other crack and in Crackdown one, I felt like it was more precise. Yeah. Like I could sort of like sort of old school, you know, where it's like if there's is a pixel, there's a pixel there. I can stand on it, you know? Yeah. I, I did the, uh, you know, I've only played the first three hours. Did the, do those zombie enemies ever get, more dif- difficult or yes, like they I was, was going to say yeah because for now 
Like I could only I could see Tom's point if it was because they just stay lame the whole time. Because for now, I just jump or run past them all. Like there's mm-hmm. no point to them even existing because mm-hmm. I just jump or I don't ever fight them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I just always also avoid them. Point, they don't have any physics to them. I guess that that they don't. When they die, they just disappear. Or like your you're like your car. Like he said, if there's like a street full of them and you run through it with your car, it doesn't. Oh, they slow just your go toss down. Yeah. No, they explode. Into, yeah. They explode in in like blood sausages. You just. Yeah. Ah. I yeah. mean, certain I things know. are fun, like the the strength upgrade that lets you do your little ch- head down charge is kind of yeah, cool. that's cool. That's um, a good one, and, and the, the, ground, the pound. ground pound is awesome. Love I just think it's funny pound. that you were telling me how you could hear it from across the city, dude. I could. <laughs> Have either of you guys gotten wingsuits yet? Because I've heard no. they're I got disappointing. It, I, it is. is it? It's super disappointing. Mm. It's like I I got the wingsuit and I jumped off a tall building and I hit it. And it's like what I want is for that thing to really make me glide, you know. And like I haven't got the the very last agility upgrade yet. I understand um, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I can believe that. But the the wingsuit is really disappointing. Like I want it to turn me into, you know, I want it to turn me into something that falls like a stone into something that you know falls like a feather, but it really doesn't. Hmm. And I don't see any reason why it sh- why they shouldn't let you, you know fly around like crazy or glide around like crazy in that game there's no reason to restrict your movement yeah i the for me the the reward of collecting orbs is the only reason there is to play that game yeah me too like competitive multiplayer we played it at pax and it's it's just it doesn't control well enough for it to be that kind of game and and i played it again at they had a multiplayer event a couple months ago and i played it again at that event and i was just like yeah no this isn't where it's at do you find yourself actually wanting to play through the, like, intentionally do objectives because they lead you to orbs? That's, so far, that's the only reason I've done no. them, because I figured they'll lead me to orbs. I actually don't know why I'm doing objectives. I feel like <laughs> I just dick around for, like, an hour. I'm like, you know, I should probably do something. Yeah. Because this is, like, a video game. <laughs> Uh, apparently, the problem is the objectives aren't even as fun as they were. No, the objectives one. are completely stupid. They're yeah. just repetitive as yeah. all hell. And they're not fun. It's a step backwards in that It regards. is. It totally it's is. almost like going from Assassin's Creed 2 to Assassin's Creed. The first game where not you hunted down... Da- where you I hunted, see what you're saying. The first game where you hunted down guys and stuff was kind of repetitive, but hunting down guys was a lot more fun than just there like was strategy holding too. down these there three was. objectives and then yep. going and taking out a base like every time. It's yeah. Like, there, and like Arthur said, yeah, there's a strategy. There was a strategy to taking down these guys. I just don't understand this game took so long to make. It, like, I mean, it well, only it, took it about ten months to make. Yeah. It was oh, really? Okay. I thought really I thought, short no. development cycle. Oh, okay. I thought they'd been making it for a lot longer. No, Basically, because like those Microsoft, guys went off to make APB. Yeah, Microsoft didn't okay crack down too fast enough right. for real time worlds, so they dove into making APB. Right. Mm. And so certain members of Real Time World split off and created Ruffian and poached a bunch of members from uh, Real Time and created their own studio in the same city. Hmm. Um, and then went went on to make Crackdown 2 in right. 10 months. Yeah, and this they feels talked like about just fixing mechanical issues and engine problems for a while. I was going to say, yeah, in a lot of ways it just feels like a like a patch to Crackdown. Yeah. Like it really almost feels like DLC or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. funny because the way that we all received the game was mm-hmm. as a download code. Yeah. Which is the first time that's ever happened to me. Nobody's ever sent me a retail version as a download code. Which before. I would like to For, say yeah. is fucking awesome. Yes, it was awesome. Although I loved there's still it. part of me that wants it on my shelf. I I'm totally yeah. fine. You know what? I don't need sh- I don't need boxes at all anymore. I this I is uh, this is totally anecdotal, but I also noticed that Crackdown Two did not appear on the scene release sites for Pirates until about five days before release day, which is 
way closer to release than most games make it. Most games are about 10 days before release. Like, as soon as that game goes gold, they're, they're on the wear sites. But that's wow. not... The horror part of you doesn't want it a physical copy. Not of Crackdown, maybe. Crackdown's not one of those games. Um, <laughs> I think for certain games, I'd want the physical copy, but, like, I Crackdown, think... Crackdown, you're right. Really at least half the games on my shelf, I would be totally fine not having a... That's not true. Crackdown's not one of the ones I really care about. Like, if they had sent me a digital copy of Alan Wake... I would have been fine with that. Yeah, yeah me too. That's the only, another one. I the only care. time I want a physical copy of something is if for some reason my online version of it that I've got through Steam or through uh, Live or something like that is going to go away. Like they're going to be like, we are not going to offer this as a download anymore. Well, then you better put it on a disc and give it to me because I bought it. Right. You know? right. I mean, the, the concern that occurs to me is that going to the next Xbox system, I wonder how that's going to work. If we'll mm. be able to transfer our content or if it'll... Yeah. I mean, if we keep our profile, right? You in theory, it should tell them that we bought it. I, I hope they're thinking about that. I hope that they're Or will they be like, that. you still have it on an old 360. We don't want you to have two copies of it. Could be. Mm. I mean, yeah, as knows? it is now, you could do that anyways. It's just they link it to the profile while it's online or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, which I'm fine with. But man, they put it, they gave out a lot of codes for Crackdown. Yes, they did. They, they, and they really wanted to tilt the scores on that to people who are playing it co-op. And you can right. tell when you're playing it by yourself. And it is totally better in co-op. Just right. like Crackdown 1. Crackdown 1, after a while, I got kind of bored playing it by myself. But then Ryan and I jumped in a game together and we played it for fucking two days straight. The well, one thing that this does better than Crackdown 1 is the net code is yes. a hell of a lot better. Definitely. I'm sorry, Anthony. No, it was just I was just thinking they need to release keys to the city because that also revamped yeah, yeah. my interest in Crackdown because then They're me and Arthur to. would just get in there and I'd be like, oh, go get a car. Huh? And I'd set up a <laughs> bunch of explosive barrels and be like, all right, drive off the ramp truck so I can set all these barrels off. So I, I jumped in I jumped in to, to a game with a few other people and uh, we were having a hilarious time like just uh, using the UV shotgun. Because uh, yeah. you know how like... It just it, launches people. Because it launches anything, cars, people, whatever. And like... We follow each other like up to a really high spot, like trying to get one of those five tier agility orbs. And then it was like, blam, blow, blast somebody off before they could get it. <laughs> oh, dick. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> like, we were totally I laughing. I think I did that too, actually, when you were about to grab, like, you were positioning yourself for a jump to get an orb, and I just punched uh -huh. you off the side of a building. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could totally. I like, do just like whack to shoot citizens too. with the UV gun because it doesn't kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to see that's there's still like all this fun stuff that you can do in Crackdown too. It's just that it's kind of unfortunate that they didn't I don't know if they weren't able or they didn't want to or something, but it's not a Crackdown 2. It's like a Crackdown 1.3 or something, you know. Right. Wow, not even 1.5. Not even 1.5, I know. It's it doesn't Talk about feel, splitting hairs. It right. doesn't feel like a $60 game and it's hard no. to recommend it. Yeah. It's hard to put your finger on precisely why you'll enjoy your time with it or feel satisfied mm -hmm. by it like it's hard to to i think it's not gonna be it's not for everybody no like it was much easier for me to recommend the first crackdown than right this one but if you haven't played the crackdown at all and yeah why not four, just jump and, into this one yeah and four player co-op really appeals to you because four player co-op is definitely better than two player co-op and you can and the engine is definitely a more robust engine, not just the net code, but in terms of the amount of shit that you can have on the right. screen exploding all at the same time. It's uh, It creates a lot of mayhem, and mayhem is really fun in that game. <laughs> and they gave you an orb location device. Did they? Yeah, when you hit up on the D-pad. 
it tells you that there's an orb around on really? your radar. Yeah, oh, kind of like Infamous. Like, oh, did. I yeah. didn't know that. It's exactly like it is in Infamous. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. Okay, that's like Assuming that right there is worth they having Crackdown two game. over Crackdown. Ah. Are they in the same places? A lot of the orbs are in the same place. <laughs> Man, how the fuck do you remember that? Where they I'm were in the last game. I'm not the only game. person that noticed. It's true. That, a lot of them are in the same place. Some of them aren't though. Like, the, like you go over to that area where the the wind farm used to be, and none of them are working anymore, and there isn't a single orb on hmm. any of those giant fans. Uh, hmm. If you are playing it and you haven't beaten it yet, and you want to keep playing it after you beat it, don't beat it. Why? Because the ending ends the game. Really? Yes. You can't just keep going after it ends? No. That is my understanding. Oof. That They're going to fix that in a patch. That is totally rword.org. Yeah, that is pretty stupid. Wow. Um, hmm. But I, as a public service announcement. Yeah, no kidding. Not, Especially because I've heard if you're determined, you can beat it in like seven hours. Oh, you totally something. can. We'll beat it with air quotes. But yeah, you can. Well, in the game. Your, yeah, in the, the game. Objectives. That's beating it. Yeah. Or it beats you. I feel Crackdown beat me. Yes. I didn't beat Crackdown. Yes. As long <laughs> as you're not beating yourself. No. Uh, so that's it for me. Yeah. Tyler? Uh, Yeah, man. I played uh, both of the interesting bits of Bad Company download download content. Onslaught. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't played on... I, I only played Onslaught that one time with you, Tyler. Right, yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, man. So, yeah. it It is a ton of fun. So it's... um. You know, it's it, it it it's something where I I would completely recommend to anyone who has a steady group of four guys that they rolled with, right. you know, mm-hmm. because one of the things that my friends that we really like about Onslaught that we find a lot of value in it is that it gives us room to learn the vehicles a whole lot. Whereas when we play uh, online, you know, it's like, like two seconds, tank, yeah, and and people take you out super quick, or yeah. someone runs in and gets it before you. Um, all you know, so so there's that whole element of it is that I've noticed that it's made the too legit to quit squad um, <laughs> a lot better at vehicles. So so that's helping our multiplayer, you know, our competitive game. And what it's also done is uh, because we've gone through and, and we actually prefer to play hardcore on oh, onslaught. Jesus oh really? Which um so it so is really fucking hard. Dude, it's hard so on normal. Fun. It's so fun on hardcore because it takes away all the HUDs. So yeah. no marking enemies. Um, if you drop a med pack or something, you won't see the cross you ha- yeah, you on just your have screen. To, you have, you have to, to physically the see the box on the That's ground. That's crazy. Like, I and love you it. you need to fucking work together. And yes. The, you need every class. Yeah. Except for maybe recon. Yeah. Re- recon is pretty much useless in Onslaught. Yeah, it is. Because the motion sensor doesn't do shit. Oh, hmm. it doesn't? Really? It doesn't do shit. I mean, calling in mortar strikes can be useful. But yeah, but even the, they, yeah, they, they don't have a. Fa- I think they need a faster recharge time in onslaught because they seem kind of pointless. Because the the well, guys respawn so yeah, quick. the guys just respond endlessly until yeah. you take your point. So yeah. with snipers, it's just like yeah. okay, I'm yeah, out of bullets. We, we never yeah. roll a sniper in onslaught. No, um, in- engineers. Do what do you the typically do? Like two medics, an engineer, and a soldier. Uh, so so usually we'll. It, it depends on the situation, obviously. But usually we like to break up into two teams. Where uh, a medic and assault, and then two engineers. So like the medic and the assault are hanging back more. So if the two engineers are killed, they can spawn on us. I feel like a ninja is an engineer in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the engineer's great. 
It's my favorite class. It is definitely the most all-purpose class yeah. of them all. Yeah. And the, the all the silenced weapons, man, they, they pack a pretty good punch if you're a good shot. A great punch. You know, especially yeah. if you're a good shot down the sights. And have yep. magnum ammo, that helps too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> magnum ammo is a big help. But, man, just playing on hardcore, it really has uh, helped our communication as a team. Like, our our, our team, we communicate good, and we, we're, we're good communicators in the first place. But we've become even more like a symbiotic unit. Like we are, like <laughs> hardcore has made us to where it's like you don't even have to ask for ammo; they're already dropping it. <laughs> Our call sign for ammo is a uh, waves. Hook it up with some waves, and that's Why from waves? uh, it's from um, it's from Boys in the Hood <laughs> when uh, Gooding Junior. What's his name? Cuba Gooding, Cuba Gooding Junior. Yeah. is uh, he's getting a haircut by his dad. He says, "Hook it up with some waves." <laughs> so that's what you say for ammo <laughs> yeah ammo and health hook it up with some waves uh oh dear so but 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 because none of the marking or any of that works in hardcore it, it it's really made us work on uh you know quick vocabulary like he's next to the rubble or he's next to the bunker you know or like like oh, really yeah. saying descript places fast yeah. and then and then we started to do shit where like I'll be on, the, on on a tank on the right side of the map and my other two squad mates are like uh, on the south end and, and, and I'll be lobbing tank shots and like they're spotting for me you know they're like okay higher, higher. Uh, higher lower to the left to the right you know just shit like that <laughs> And then and then we take that into the online competitive mode, and man, we're really too legit to quit now. <laughs> um, hey hey, hey hey, because they because they recently added the new VIP Mac Pack Four. Have you guys right. played that? No, I haven't uh, yet. I haven't had a chance. Dude, I think these are some. I think it's some of the best combination of game type and map. I can't believe it's only now that they're released. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is there still a, a hind in Atacama on Rush? Um. There, yeah, um, fuck, is there? Yes. Not interested. Yes. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think, though, because... Really? Because it's fucking a- terrible I'll tell onslaught. you exactly why. In Atacama Desert, they put um, several new emplacement guns. There's Still like a minigun uh, that shoots super fast, dude. Mm. Telling you, helicopters going out quick. Man, even the computer owns me with helicopters. Yeah, <laughs> when we were playing, it was awful. Helicopters are a bitch. Mm. Yeah, we're playing be good, and that's another thing I'm glad about onslaught. It's made me much better at taking down helicopters. Hmm. Uh, when we played, it was just miserable fighting the computers yeah. and their helicopters. <laughs> so, Tyler, you gotta live for three more seconds. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But so yeah, man, we've really been getting clutch on bad. Did company. they? Did they do the when they released the the patch? Did they make it so that the the tracking devices fire quicker? Yes. Yes. And they made helicopters a little weaker, and they made yeah. AA more powerful, and I think they turn faster, but it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> helicopters are still way too overpowered in bad company too. It's not, man. It's not for too legit to quit anymore. <laughs> you just Dude. have to be good, Arthur. Well, right, it. Well. it, it <laughs> it's one of those things where I, you know, we we I set out a goal level of one ninety eight just isn't high enough. I need to reach to that two hundred. I know, yeah. <laughs> I think the skill level means anything in that game. I know. Cause... I actually feel like the skill level is a pretty good indicator in that game. Really? Yeah. Because you see the guys with a lot of kills but not a lot of points, and their skill levels are really well, low. Well, how come my skill level changes like every time I log every in? Every time. I, it's I log if you in have too. a bad game, I think it can fuck you up. No, but also... I mean, like it will. I will have not played. And then I'll like come in like three weeks later. Or something. I mean, because maybe it bases it off everyone else or something. It'll go a while before it it rates you. Like, and sometimes I think that stuff isn't running. Ah, uh, okay. 
I just thought that was weird. It was like, really? Was somebody playing my game without me knowing? They're still a little iffy on the servers for bad companies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think what I love about that game the most is that I can constantly have things that I can say, I want to improve on this, and that will lead me to a whole new way to play the game. Like what? Okay, for example, uh, taking down the helicopters. I've recently started using the um, rocket launcher that has the auto tracking, mm-hmm. not the one where you just shoot and it goes Carl straight. Carl Gustav. Yeah, and and man, I was so terrible with it, and I never used it uh, I until felt now. like it tracked too slow, like the, you couldn't ever hit it. Yeah, helicopter and, with and, it. and so what I did is, man, I went on YouTube and I saw this video of this guy who was badass with it, <laughs> and I just saw like, okay, if the helicopter is this far away. You need to make sure he's on both negative axis of X and Y of the crosshair, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or put him in the, you know, I, I, I've really been thinking about like crosshairs <laughs> a lot and like what axis it's on. That helps me too. This sounds like a uh, unattainable for most people though. You know what I mean? Like that sounds like a level of skill that's, that is not for the common man. No, it makes sense. And all those markings and the crosshairs and shit, like they're there for a reason, like you know, right, but I think that but dice, you, but they're getting that. to the point where no one can get into this game anymore. Ah. Like, the population is it, and the population will never get any bigger, and the population is only going to get smaller. Think so? Yes. Because, well, isn't man, that I, inevitable in any multiplayer game? I don't know, because I I, I, I don't think so. I feel like the Medal of Honor, or not Medal of Honor, Modern Warfare player base has gotten bigger and bigger. Yeah, that one has. But, but, but here's the thing, is there... I, I can think of several because I play a lot of times just by myself. I go play with randoms. Mm. I can always think of examples where they're like, hey, why do you have that two by your name? Oh, that means because I've played two previous Battlefield games. So that mean, that tells me they're new players. Well, new to Battlefield Bad Company. company. Like, but I'm, what I'm saying is yeah. that there, no one is going to buy Bad Company 2 now and say, I'm going to jump in multiplayer because they'll do it for like 10 minutes and just get their asses pounded. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're more you're a lot more likely to get your ass pounded in uh uh modern warfare than in bad company because in bad company if you hop into a multiplayer game there's enough going on and it's a big enough battlefield that right, as long as you're not running straight in you're not going to die. Modern all the time. warfare has much more social momentum behind it mm. than bad company 2. Yeah. Totally. That's true. So I mean just because that's every no game in modern warfare 2 is a prison party doesn't matter because you're playing with friends because that's all your friends are playing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's true. What else? Transformers. Nice. Oh, More I still want to play that. This guy. I really want to play that game. I didn't get to play it at all last weekend. I'm sorry. Tyler. I know, but uh, but I did check out the multiplayer anyway. I just went in by myself, um, and it's pretty fun. I mean, it's not like amazing. It's not bad at all. I I had a good time with it. I was just by myself, and I actually did really good. Which mode did you play? I played the um. So I just played deathmatch to begin with just because I wanted to get a feel of, with it a feel for it sorry and um, like one thing I was doing really good I, you know and I had never played <laughs> I guess my strategy was just kick ass you know like I, I, was, I, I was choosing little, the little car guys man. kick ass is generally a good strategy <laughs> yeah I was just trying to kick some ass and uh, and I, I was using my transform states a whole lot. That's what people don't do. They don't. Transform they just a walk lot. And around. Anthony watched me do, and I was just like zipping around the. Yeah. Arthur was killing everyone, and I was like, "How come everyone else is just running on foot everywhere?" Yep. Wow, nobody lot. transforms. And you can get all those no. motherfuckers that way. Take them out. And it's so fun to transform. It's you're just so much faster. 
Yeah, I can imagine. Form. Like jump, transform into a jet, fly over, transform into a robot. Also, shoot jumping pools, up into the air and transforming into a jet, into a jet never. It gets definitely old. seemed like the yeah. jet has a dis- has an advantage over the other ones. No, when I would watch man. Arthur tear around that map. I was a jet slayer. I was. <laughs> they, get, they get pounded. Their armor is pretty bad, and they definitely <laughs> uh, they they nerfed the shit out of scientists between when I played multiplayer the first uh. time and retail. Hmm. Possibly because I was a bad person as the scientist when we were in the multiplayer sessions. <laughs> but, uh, it's Arthur's fault. It could be my fault a little bit. That's that's okay. I usually blame you for everything anyway. So. I know you and everybody else. Yep. But yeah, man, it's true cancer. Yep. I didn't, I, I didn't play <laughs> the multiplayer that yep. much, but, uh, and I, I, I really want to check out the, uh, what's their horde mode escalation. I really want to check that out. But, um, mo- what I've played the most is the campaign. And I'm I'm halfway through the Autobot campaign, and I've finished Decepticon campaign, and uh, it's good. I like the game a lot. And the Autobot campaign is much better than the it Decepticon is because I enjoyed the Decepticons. It's it's paced better. Yeah. And also, the next to last level of the Autobots campaign is the best level in the game. Ooh, nice. It's also your only chance to use Jetfire. Ah. What? What? See, yeah, because I thought the um. The boss battle for the Decepticon campaign goes on in like several stages, and there's one particular stage. It's like the last stage you're fighting Omega Supreme. I felt was awesome because it was like a really big arena, so it gave you plenty of room to do what we were talking about: transform into your car, haul ass to cover, jump out of cover, you know, do some quick shots, transform back in your car, you know, go get some health. Nice. And uh, I felt like maybe some of the stages in earlier on in the game weren't designed that way but when that stage was when i was playing that stage i was like oh hell yeah this is really clicking i mean mm-hmm. i only played the first part of the decepticon campaign but in that one i hardly ever felt the need to transform at all right but i exactly I, so that sounds way cooler arthur yeah. said that the first part is the worst part so fucking long it is yeah. long, man. <laughs> dragged a little bit damn i would like to transform <laughs> But yeah, um, do you know what I did to the people that were saying that last week? I no. shot them with an airsoft gun. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so what else, Tyler? Is that it? Um. Yeah. I mean, other than the the red box game, that's pretty much been. I've, I've Anthony, been, you uh, played Ninety Nine Nights too. But yes, uh, that game's <laughs> awful. <laughs> really? No way! It looks I felt, so I, awesome. I, 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 I thought it was going to be game. I definitely <laughs> felt like I might have overscored it at a four out of ten on IGN. Really? <sighs> at times, <laughs> like I definitely damn. was thinking lower, but the IGN scale is pretty hard to tell. What so What's the, really uh, below a four is like really awful. So like, how would you rate this in the legacy of Dynasty Warriors clones? Uh, I mean it's it's not as bad <laughs> as the most recent Dynasty Warriors, but it's oh. it's it's nowhere near like the last Dynasty Warriors game I enjoyed was the was uh it was like the one that combined Japan and China in like some mm-hmm. fantasy way on PSP. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that one only because it was portable and that was kind of entertaining. <laughs> uh-huh. But even that one still put me to sleep. Like I, I missed my Bart stop on that one because I was asleep one time. Um, Compelling gameplay. And uh, yeah. but this one is just like uh, not only is it like a really bad Dynasty Warriors clone. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a Dynasty Warriors clone. I shouldn't say it's really bad at it because it just is a Dynasty Warriors clone. Right. But the enemies are even more boring than they are in Dynasty oh, Warriors God. because they're wow. not they're not even like samurai warriors or anything. They're just like these gray or red looking guys with swords. Basically. Really. They're really generic looking, super generic looking. The game looks really bad. It looks like mm-hmm. a, like maybe, 
I mean, there were plenty of launch 360 games that looked mm-hmm. a lot better than this ever did. <laughs> wow. Oh, and it has, like, the most generic level design. It's still designed in that shitty Dynasty Warriors yep. way where you can see the whole map when you start and you can see the path you're going to run. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be this fucking slog through it. Ugh. And you could, if you wanted, just run past all the enemies instead of fighting them because right. you can just run right through them. <laughs> right. But, uh... Does it do all that stupid stuff? Like if you go to the map at this right time, then the cart comes out and you can kill the cart to get the special item. Oh, no. I, Dynasty I, Warriors started doing that stuff after a while. I didn't see any of that bullshit, but yeah. this game does like, it has terrible voice acting. The story is like, like Korea's interpretation of what elves and shit are like. It's really awful. <laughs> like the goblins, like the worst goblin I've ever seen in my life. But beyond that, you have to play, like, as you play, you unlock additional characters' campaigns. Mm-hmm. And eventually I got to one character that I had basically leveled him wrong, and I couldn't beat his campaign. Oh, but really? there's no there's no respecking. Oh. <laughs> um, so I ended up beating it with a entirely different character and playing a ton with all the other characters. In the end, I, I logged 14 hours into that game. Right. And it was just like... 14 hours too many. It, yes, it was a test of will that no one should win. Like it's not even. It's a test of will that everyone loses. Yes, it is. It is a. It is a bad, bad game. Like people were defending it on my review, but man, those people can all die. Like that game is bad. Even like if you've been waiting for a Dynasty Warriors game, just go play an old Dynasty Warriors. No, like those were more fun to me than this. I don't know. It's just it's a terrible story and. Yeah, penis indeed. <laughs> that, game's, that game sucks. Well game said, sucks Anthony. ass. So, but on the opposite side of games that don't suck ass is uh, I don't remember if I talked about this at all last week, but Risk. I've been playing a shit oh, ton yeah, of Risk. I saw you were oh, playing nice. that. Yeah, that. That is I'm so good. Is yeah. it good? That is nice. That is fantastic. That is one of the best XBLA games I've played in a long time. And I'll be honest. What? 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 I hate playing the board game Risk with people. Really? Like the, the board game. Because it's tedious and it goes on for forever it does and you know like in the old rules it's easy for like you to get someone down to one country and then all of a sudden they trade in three cards and it's like the game just never fucking ends right like eventually (laughs) most games of risk i've ever played ended with us calling it at some point Mm. because we just got tired of playing but this one there's no setup first of all which i like just like Mm -hmm. carcassonne or like uh katan Mm -hmm. but more importantly they added the 2008 rules which add which adds objectives now so mm-hmm. you don't have to take over the whole world. Mm-hmm. You can win by completing three objectives and holding your capital. Nice. So you play differently. Because right, once yeah. someone gets an objective, no one else can get that objective. So one of the starting objectives might be like capture an enemy capital. Mm-hmm. So everyone right off the bat might be trying to kick the shit out of someone's capital to take it. Right, right. But then once someone takes a capital once, no one else can ever get that objective. Nice. And taking an objective also gives you an additional benefit. Like it might give you a second maneuver. Mm-hmm. So at the end of your turn, you can maneuver two forces instead of one. Mm. Or it might give you two starting additional starting armors. There's always a benefit for That's getting really these objectives. really good rule changes. I didn't exactly. know that. And, and to win... A person also has to have three objectives and their capital. So even though a person might get three objectives, you can deny them their capital. It encourages players to just not sit there and focus on taking whole continents right, unless yeah. that's an objective. If it, you know, A player that you think has no chance to win because they have hardly any territories can just play really smartly. Right. And take and plus you can play these new maps they've added, so you don't have to play traditional Earth maps. You can play like maps they've, of countries they've made up oh, that cool. include like additional objectives like take over four barracks on the map and the person that takes over four barracks nice. takes control of the big missile silo. Can I be take, uh, minus Chirith and take over Kirith Ungol? No. So there's, <laughs> no, no, there's no Matt, there is a, a website called Conquer Club. 
which uh-huh. is risk online and people make their own maps and there are middle earth maps oh for <laughs> sure i mean there be. is risk yeah. there is mid- there is lord of the rings risk yeah um, oh really yeah that but not in this this does have fantasy races but it's got like a really silly campaign that you play through to unlock additional like maps and doing that also teaches you really well about why you need to complete objectives to win and so it prepares you for that and so nice. then you have a ton of maps that are great for playing with two three four and five players so you're not just stuck to that same old earth map all the time and you know these other maps also have things like control a dam and if you control both sides of the dam you can flood this whole continent and kill everyone on oh, it. oh damn so you know or maps where there's like a volcano where there's like really important resources around the volcano, yeah. but at any given time the volcano can erupt and kill everyone. So you have to, <laughs> yeah, it's like a risk of whether you hold it or not. So it's just got like it just takes risk and it adds all these really new ru- cool rules, and then it has really funny armies if you want to play it. Like I play as like the cat army, you know. And yeah, and the art style the, is uh, very like Cartoon Network. Exactly, and when you watch them huh. battle, you actually see little guys like fighting and getting killed and stuff like that. So <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, it's, a little. It's yeah. such a charming game. Like it, it makes Risk fun all over again. Man, that's cool. Like to me, there's no point in ever playing board game Risk. Yeah, I again. was never, I was never huge on the board game Risk either. I always wanted to play Axis and Allies. I never really wanted to play Risk. Right. Yeah, I got quite a few emails recently from listeners about board games, and I would always pimp Axis and Allies. I, yeah. I, you know. I really hope someone makes XBLA Axis and Allies because I, I, I liked that game a lot more than Risk, and I even liked Stratego more than I liked Risk. But, uh, I think but this, I could still enjoy I think this. this makes Risk way more enjoyable than yeah, it. Yeah, this oh, sounds cool. Sounds like it, dude. I, I think that they need one. to do another version, which was done by the Axis and Allies people. They need to do a online version of this game called Shogun, which was one that most people never played, or Samurai Swords. Mm-hmm. But that uh. would make also an excellent XBLA game. Yeah, yeah this is just... That was like... I remember when I first saw, like... Uh, Way back in the day, when they first started re- releasing those Romance of the Three Kingdoms games, I like wanted to play them because of uh, Shogun. Yeah, so definitely one of the best XBLA games I've played in a long time. Nice, totally worth it, especially because you can play XBLA, you can play over live, or you can just play a bunch of local co-op, which is what I've done with a friend. We just mm-hmm. sit there and play, you know, cool, talk a bunch of shit. It's really fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's about it for me. 99 Nights win week. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, 99 Nights <laughs> got all the airtime it deserves. <laughs> uh, I finished Sniper Ghost Warrior this week. My review went up. I gave it a five. It's not good. Yeah, I was going to say, um, that doesn't sound good. Basically because it has an interesting central concept that's totally destroyed by really awful level, invisible wall plagued level design. Ugh. Oh, um, man. So it's got a great idea and a shitty game around it. Right. And also, it's so script scripted event dependent that if you don't walk past certain points at the right time, it won't trigger the rest of the level. <laughs> <laughs> to the great. point where there was a point later in, late in the game where I enabled the debug menu <laughs> to turn off all the scenery and see only people to see who the fuck was seeing me <laughs> and, trigger, and making me fail the mission over and over again. There's just no one. Uh, so I had to restart the entire mission. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, that's that's hardcore awesome. And also it sprinkles in these like straight out first person shooter sections, which are awful. It just controls really badly. Well, especially um, in a game that's supposed to be called Sniper. Right. Yeah, they they did that when I talked to them to break up the pacing. Is yeah, what they, they said. didn't no. need to do that. They should have made the levels better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So when what, I think what, of what, a... the, what people couldn't see is that like Anthony did air quotes and then Arthur followed him. 
with air quotes. Yeah, he would. The so air is the sniping fun though? Like when you play it the on like the hardcore mode? Uh, I don't know about the hardcore mode. I just played on medium, which is basically gives you sniper superpowers. And it still gives you like a little reticle that says like aim here, right? Right. So holding down shift on PC or clicking in the right stick on 360 uh, slows down time. Hmm. Uh, and if you're aiming at something long enough, a little red sub reticle will, will pop up mm-hmm. that shows you exactly where your bullet is going to land after the effects of wind and gravity and uh, your heartbeat. And you have to keep track of your heart rate. Oh, See, shit. I love this. Well, no, heart of that. rate. Yeah. Like you heart guys talked a little bit about this. Hair. Okay, you talked a little bit about this last week, didn't you? Yeah, that you're going to play this game or whatever. Yeah. And I love the sound of it. The yeah. idea is really cool. No, not so much. Yeah, apparently not so it's not the, it's not the first game to do it too. I mean, no, there's hearing... another no. a sniper game for Xbox put yeah. out by Namco um, yeah. and developed by Rebellion actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. This um, game just has the, the 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 HUD is really busy. There's like a heart rate thing up there yeah, and there's like a wind speed thing and It's hmm. not good. And it's disappointing. I mean, it performance is awful. Hmm. Uh and it doesn't support SLI, which is especially problematic considering my computer at work is SLI, but uh <laughs> it's just not very good uh last night i popped in singularity on pc mm-hmm. um and so far that game is poop from a butt <laughs> <laughs> what's the premise there's like some russian stuff going on they a, got a lot of backwards there's r's some russian stuff going they got a, backwards r's, r's which is like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the russians have this small island off the coast of russia did you ever stop uh, to think that maybe we're the ones with the backward r's could no. be the forwards are as the new backwards are. <laughs> uh, they discover this magical element that has uh, time-altering uh, abilities on of certain things. Of course and we'll, they did. And will also mutate people and animals into things. Uh, it is trying really hard to be Bioshock. In the it's beginning. an element? Yes. Okay. It's E99. Okay. Which every time you see it just looks like it says egg. Okay. Ah! <laughs> and now if you're trying to play singularity, I love oversights like that. I love those types of oversights. If you're singularity and you look at it, so help me Christ, you will never see anything but egg from now on. E99. That's huh? my gift to you, motherfuckers. So um, so your guy is like in there to stop the mutations? You get, you're to eat in some kind of mission near there and an EMP goes off and you crash and no one north is looking for you and <laughs> Steve Bloom is looking for you. So and Nathan no Drake and is looking for you the whole right. time? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, in the first section, he's like a uh, teammate that's also stranded on the island. But it, you just you walk into these areas and you see these statues all over the place that are like implying history. And you see right. these notes from people that are left in kind of random places. You're like, man, that note to someone's wife is in a outdoor courtyard. That's weird. <laughs> uh, or you walk into the main the main entryway of this lab and there's a projector running against the wall that you turn on. That shows you like a very contrived pseudo uh, art deco meets uh, propaganda film from night from World War Two about how everyone needs to do their part for Katorga 12 for the motherland to defeat the evil American Empire, etc, etc. So Are you Russian in the game? Or American? No, you're American. It's a okay. Russian island. It's it just it looks really bad. The textures are super low res. Uh, it looks it actually looks a lot like Bioshock 2, um, huh. except with a less interesting color palette. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it an Unreal 3 game? Or? Yes. Okay. Except it looks like an Unreal Engine 2.5 game like Bioshock and Bioshock 2 did. Right. Um, the enemy design is very trite and boring. Uh, the shooting doesn't feel very good. The weapons are very cliched. 
uh, except the sniper rifle, which you get to slow down time in. So I felt real comfortable with that going from sniper. And <laughs> uh, it relies an awful lot on sort of gratuitous gore. Oh, really? Because mm. when I was watching you do the shooting, the blood looked awful. It does. It looks like like Unreal Engine. I don't know what it is with Unreal Engine 3, but the blood looks like the blood in Gears of War, except less stylish. Mm. Uh, syrup. Well, yeah. Mm. Um, syrup. Uh, I'm like playing syrup. on PC uh, at 1920 by 1080, and it. the one thing I can say for it is that it runs really well. Uh, I have everything maxed out and V-Sync turned on, and I'm usually at 60 and never less than 30. Well, if its textures are that low res, that's right. why. It's te- it's like the textures are from a PS3 game. Uh. Um, and I say that, yes, I hate Sony. That has nothing to do with it. It's because the PS3 has less video memory, so the textures have to be optimized differently. But it's just got that sort of shiny, wet, not very detailed Unreal Engine 3 look. Right. Um, with not a lot of variety in the character models. And like you see the same body like a hundred times all over the floor and... You walk into these weird time distortion fields and see flashbacks like mm. to quote unquote fucked up shit happening in this area that has kids and families <laughs> and scientific experiments. And it's just an hour in and it is super derivative and very cliched mm. and ugly and boring. I'm it's gonna... weird how like things can be deli- derivative and cliched, you know, like uh, like Dead Space and still be totally awesome. And right. other things can be totally awful. But it's Dead true. Space is so well executed that it doesn't feel cliched. Exactly. That's um, my point. It Cliched and derivative is like someone doesn't understand why things are a certain way in popular in popular pieces of fiction. Mm-hmm. So they just rip off all these elements and throw them at the wall, hoping they stick the way they exactly. did in that other thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas something like Dead Space, like we said a couple weeks ago, Dead Space, everything it does, it feels like it was very intentional. Like they knew mm-hmm. why they were doing what they were doing. Right. Exactly. exactly. I was going to say everything you're saying reminds me of of 99 Nights because that also <laughs> is like super cliched. It's telling like the same story like as a Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Like we've all heard these stories a billion times, uh-huh. but why is it so awful? Right. In it's this all one? about the execution. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're basically all those movies just tell the same story over and over yeah. again. The hero's journey. But it's about how they tell it, and right. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to keep going. I have not found the TMD yet, although I played Singularity last year at Comic Con, and it was the same way, mm. uh, uninspired, boring. So wait, uh, why are you gonna keep going? Because people say, well, it gets really good after you upgrade some of the weapons and get the TMD and start upgrading stuff. TMD is what the time manipulation device, I think it is. Ah, uh, um, that's awesome. <laughs> but where I am right now, I haven't found it yet. I just met the. Yay! unknown female character who will talk to me through a mic in my ear ah oh that's never happened before no. i've never heard of this um Sounds like a cortana new concept Cor-hoo. women that's all they're good for telling you what to do exactly <laughs> i tried to tell her to get back in the kitchen but i didn't find that button um, anya yeah uh, yeah i i'm I, sorry and the thing is i see some people giving it decent reviews and i don't i don't see it you don't have to um, apologize, man. He's he's volunteering himself for this. Yeah. This is not a review. I am. I'm, vol- I'm not reviewing Singularity. They, Eric Brudvig at IGN reviewed Singularity when they sent it to but, us after it had come out. What what was that? Uh, what was that? Um, that other that Russian game that came out recently? The first Metro Twenty Thirty Three. Everybody loved that game too, and I couldn't get into it. I, I don't think everybody that was, loved that game. Yeah, that was going to be my last review for GameSpy, and I don't think yeah. I ended up doing it because uh, yeah. of the transition. And I was one of the people that was like. 
secretly championing it, wanting it to be like yeah. a game of the year out of nowhere. And, and no, it ended up sitting at like a three and a half stars. I yeah, think. it was like, yeah. it wasn't, it just, it was fun, but it, it really wasn't anything special yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if it was something special, it just didn't do things very well. The reason no. why I brought that up is Russians can't make games. I'm just kidding. Right. Well, this was made by Raven. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. It's made by Sniper Raven. was made by a bunch of Polish people. Right. Raven is totally capable of making a very competent, well-made shooter. Wolfenstein, good shooter. Yeah, good point. Like a really good shooter. Like yeah. it's not the most creative shit in the world, but it works. Yeah, yeah. they've made plenty yeah. of games that people liked just yeah, in general. Like that, people, a lot of people like that Wolverine game they made. Right. I found Quake 4 more interesting than I found I liked Quake 4 a lot. Yeah, I liked Quake 4 a lot too, actually. I, I really Quake, 4 Quake 4 was a, was a solid 8. Yeah, a me. lot of people like just... For some reason, shat all over Quake Four, and I don't know why. I really enjoyed. I really it. enjoyed it at the time I played it too. Me too. I think it just came at a weird time. Probably. Um, yeah, Singularity is the only other thing I've been playing. I wanted to play Risk Faction. Everyone should play Risk Faction. <laughs> Seriously, I shall try. Take a break. All right, we're taking a break. In your mouth. Bring us back, not channel the douche. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't recorded a VO for a video review in a while. I had to get it out. Bring the energy. Yeah. And all the energy dies. Goodbye, yeah, folks. <laughs> all right, the middle yeah. segment. Middle segment. That's we where we expended all our energy breaking into Foot Locker yesterday. Um, <laughs> did you get some new Nikes? Cheap Air Jordans. Uh, dot com. Mm. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many of those are on. So our e-days. middle segment. <laughs> yeah. Bring us back while I look up comments. <laughs> So our middle segment, the, the our middle segment, our middle segment this week is your underappreciated gem. the uh, The idea was over the last couple of years for you to pick a game that you love or really like as a friend uh, <laughs> that you feel hasn't gotten the appreciation that it deserves, whether that means critically or financially. And uh, a lot of you fucking assholes commented actually. Um, <laughs> God damn those fucking assholes! I know, right? Commenting on your post and like responding when you ask them to respond. No, what it's a like, bunch of jerk um, faces! The first comment was Red Faction Gorilla. Okay, did, did it? Did that not sell well? It sold okay. It sold well enough to get a sequel. Yeah, yeah, that one's in kind of like a weird middle ground where a lot of people appreciate the game. I think it was a solid success. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call that one underappreciated. I think certain sites scored it lower than it deserved. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. That's possible. Um, <laughs> well, do you guys have them? Oh, yeah. Uh, I can uh, go, Tyler. Yeah. Mine's easy. Uh, Civ Rev for the Xbox 360. True. Oh, Civ yeah. Rev in general. Civ though, Rev on though DS. I'm sure critically, a lot of people, the people who played it, enjoy it. Um, I just don't, probably not a lot of people played it. A lot of people wrote it off as Baby Civ. Yep. And it's Which, totally, not. to me, it's... 
it's, it's the direction Civ is heading. It needs to head. Like to that me, is like not the direction that Civ is, he- is heading. It, Civ Five is more complicated than Civ Four. Thank not, God, Civ Five is not Civ Revolution. Oh, I mean, like, a voice of dissent. No, 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 no. Like everybody, I haven't played Civ Rev. Everybody tells me it's awesome, and I believe them. I really want to play Civ Rev, but I'm saying that Civ Rev is different than civilization and thank you for that because like if you take away my civilization the way that you're taking away my classic bioware rpgs i'm gonna go medieval on somebody's ass so yeah to be more specific of exactly what i'm talking about uh just some of the things that civ rev uh streamlined from civilization 4 because i played i was playing both of these at the same time so stuff like were you i thought you played civ rev way before civ 4 yeah, I did, but I, I, I continued to play Civ Rev while oh. I was playing Civ 4. Actually, when I was playing Civ Rev on DS when I started playing Civ 4. And I think it's fantastic so, on DS. Yeah. So, like, some of the things that they've done, I'm talking about uh, not crazy gameplay stuff, but, like, where they put stuff in the menus and how they only show you, like, like when you click on a city, it doesn't show you, or, like, on a unit, if you don't have to heal it, it doesn't show you the grayed out you know, hill box mm. because you don't need to hill them anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stuff like that. Like the, the, the way they're streamlining the game overall is the way Civ five is going. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I probably just didn't sell as much as it. Civ Rev is to me like the way I already play Civ four anyways. Yeah. Like I, I don't use oh, a lot of those exactly. like super advanced, and, like go in there and min max my cities and be like, you will put 20 gold into science. Every exactly. Yeah. And I actually I'm, do that in Civ Rev. I think you can you as can. well if you, you want. You can, and Again, I'm glad you brought that up because that that's that's one thing Sid Meier specifically said is that they look at the way people play Civ Rev to uh, influence how they're they're pushing Civ Five, like just exactly that point you made. Yeah, because it's not it's not that I I like to play Civ and all that, but I I want to keep it moving mm-hmm. generally pretty pretty fast. So I, I'm yeah. just not that strategic. I'm not that hardcore. Yeah. Like they're taking out the roads in Civ Five and stuff, just like a lot of the little stuff. Yeah, that's mine. Nice. Rev. Let's see. Well done. What about um, you guys? Do you have an easy one? Well, j- this one kid, Jesse, are you looking at comments too? Uh, I am. But okay. I Jesse isn't the one I was looking at, so fire away. Well, I was only going to read one of Jesse's, and he said Saints Row 2, which I still feel hey, is, that's a good one. is a little game that a lot of people passed over. Now, having played it myself, it, it is a lot of fun. It's not great. Perhaps but it will find a new audience on the 3DS. But it is it is a silly, fun game. That's what it's good for. It's just silly fun. I have a guy on my friends list that he still plays that game today. I think I need to try Saints Row 2. Me too. Because yeah, um, I still have not. Because if it's it's the same engine as uh, Red Faction, I think. Yeah, like, I or a version Is of it? the same engine. Huh. Which, I know I thought the shooting was pretty good. Right, which would lead me to believe that the, the mechanics of it, yeah. the mechanical underpinnings of it, are the same as Red Faction, mm-hmm. with the exception that you're not knocking down buildings. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a building-destroying sledgehammer? Because that makes no. any game awesome. That yeah. would make it pretty awesome. But what I'm saying is that it would be nice to play an open-world game si- similar to GTA, where I actually enjoyed doing all the awesome stuff that you can do, as opposed mm-hmm. to saying, I sure can do that stuff. Right. Um, I have one. From a kipped of her says a boy and his blob, for we. Oh, was that good? It was beautiful. Hmm. Like the game was kind of simple and mm-hmm. very platformy and a little puzzly, but it was. It's probably my favorite game on the Wii visually. Right. And I guess it was a bunch of Cal Arts graduates that did that, according to uh, Scott Bromley, who was on our show last hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, Mujin, 
He writes in with a bunch of mediocre games in my mind. Really? That's his underappreciated Aww. ones. Yeah. Frontlines, Feel of War, which he said had some great level design. Disagree. I, I only played like the first level. Uh, that game was boring. Mini Ninjas, awesome in pretty much every aspect. I really couldn't get into Mini Ninjas. Divinity 2, which he said he enjoyed this a lot more than Dragon Age. I Divinity totally 2, tried to play Divinity Eco 2. Eco Draconis was, was like broken in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, I tried and I was just like, man, this feels like... This really feels like a PC game that came out way before it was finished. With, like, horrible, and then... Pretty sure Divinity 2 is the only game that put out more trailers than Dragon Age. <laughs> and then Time Shift. Nice graphics, great pacing, fun time manipulation mechanics that kept the combat fun the whole way through. The little bit I played of Time Shift was okay. Um, right, but this guy is just, like, championing all these, like... I just couldn't get into Mini Ninjas. Maybe he's just one of those people that, like, you know, has this really kind of unique taste in games, and to him, these, like, really struck a chord with him, you know? Man. That happens. His gaming You're tastes a are nice a lot person, cheaper. <laughs> if he just waits a month for all these games, he can buy them for so much cheaper. <laughs> his general games he likes. Um, uh, I have one from Brandon. He says, uh, assuming that anything in the current console generation counts as recent, I'm going to say Zack and Wiki. I know Anthony loves it as much as I do, but it got very little press, sold very few copies, and ended up in bargain bins after about two months. They discussed really making a second one, but hmm. I don't, I feel like it got a good amount of critical praise. Yeah, critical uh, yeah. praise. Yeah, I was gonna say, and and a lot of people did talk about it. it. It is one of those games that people sort of instantly go to when they talk about games done on the Wii, right? Mm. Right. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, that was an early game that just showed like. It doesn't even have a good storyline or anything. It's mm -hmm. just the mechanics and puzzles are so sound on it. And the art mm -hmm. style was, like, really beautiful for the mm. Wii. Mm. So. Nice. Um, uh, my, uh, mine actually is a Wii choice, too. What's um, that? Maybe it's just the Wii in general that has this problem if it's not a first-party Nintendo game. But uh, for me, it's the whole uh, Bit Trip series. Mm. Like, mm. Uh, especially I still have not tried any of those. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Well, you're <laughs> part of the problem. <laughs> you are part of the problem. Uh, the very first one, um, Bit Trip Beat, is uh absolutely one that you should get but and and the others after that i really enjoyed but i can see why maybe they wouldn't be as immediately accessible and appealing to some people i was gonna say i, I did try bit trip core and that one's kind of boring to that's me. a good one no it's it's it, it's not as i would say it's not as fun as bit trip beat hmm. yeah um but absolutely bit trip runner hands down play that like if you don't play any other bit trip game freaking play runner it is why so are good. they we were exclusives uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's just the deal that they made. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Puzzling but, to me. But yeah, those are very underappreciated games. Uh, I have one. Um, Dark Sector, actually. Not mm. a lot of people played Dark Sector. Dark what Sector. is that? That was the uh, the quote-unquote first next-gen game that everyone saw trailers oh, for. that was the like one with the... Seven the years ago. Yeah, it has the glaive. Yeah, it has the glaive that yeah. you can slow down and oh, use the aftertouch right. with. And eventually that you get a fun. suit and you get a lot of powers. Yeah. Like yeah. Russian yeah. Gears of War or something, right? right. Yeah, and basically. It was fun. And that was a game that had a lot of stuff from other games, clearly, yeah. but I felt yeah. like it did a lot of that stuff really well. It was a workmanlike effort. Was that you one will. you ended yeah. up beating? I, I did. I finished Dark yeah, I never actually... I think I actually got really close to beating it. I don't know if I ever actually did, but I really liked, you know, like tossing it through flames and tossing it into electricity. Did that game have like an aftertouch on that thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah and it yeah. had dismemberment. Yep. Uh, which I realize is a shallow <laughs> thing, but it was pretty cool cutting <laughs> off like three dudes' heads in a row with the glaive. Uh, and the shooting... I got really good with that glaive, yeah. by the way. I got really good. Like, you know how you could do the uh, get an extra powerful glaive by 
timing it right. Right. I, I can't remember. How did that mechanic work? I remember doing it. I think you, you have to time it like you charge the glaive and let it go at a specific time. I think that's it. Yeah. And then it would like, I got really good at that after a while. Yeah. It rewarded you for being good at the game. Yeah. Yeah. It, t- it taught you how. And it w- it played really well. And the, it looked really good. And the, it kept performance really well. And it mm-hmm. looked good on 360 and PS3. Mm-hmm. And just got buried. Yeah. I, uh, I have to wonder what a lot of developers felt like uh, when they put out that first video. Like, hey, here's the first next-gen video. If it was like a lot of developers were sitting around like, oh, who are these guys jumping the gun? Like, you know, <laughs> their game came out so much way, so much far after the, the quote-unquote next-gen actually launched. You know, I'm sure there were developers who had games that were so much further along, like looking at these trailers. Like, what the Didn't fuck Dark Sector look, look way different? Yeah, too, when they it was first like on a spaceship. It did, it did. Yeah. except when you got to the end of the game, you actually got the suit and mm. fought the enemies that you saw in the trailer for mm. Dark Sector all those weird. years ago. Hmm. Very weird. Uh, Rob says mine, which was Dead Space Extraction. Oh, dude, very underappreciated game. Which, you That's know, a good it, one. It's it's come to, as he says at a comfy eight point two in Metacritic, but mm-hmm. he says you know it's had staggeringly low sales, like seven thousand in the first month. It's so dude, like yeah. the kin. And uh, <laughs> he says uh, we was simultaneously the best and worst platform for this game. The audience wasn't there, yep. but the tech was. I really hope it gets the praise it deserves through Dead Space 2. I would yeah. say, if you plan on buying a PlayStation Move, if you're just one of those people, mm-hmm. you should definitely get Dead Space 2 then, the special yeah. edition, just yep, to that get com- that. That comes with extraction. Move. Dude, I, wanna, I want Move I want move in a, like almost just to play extraction. <laughs> I, that, I know that sounds kind of silly, but that's, that's almost the case. Two things. First off, uh, I think Dead Space could almost count in this category a little bit because it definitely didn't sell as much as it deserved to sell it was a pretty good success though i mean like it was enough for them to say like we're going to continue with this studio and let them have a lot of autonomy i feel like there was a lot of debate as to whether or not that would happen though and this is one of those games where they've gone on record saying yeah we lost a lot of sales to used copies yeah wasn't that the year of mirror's edge as well it was and mirror's edge is another one that i feel is an underappreciated gem but uh and secondly uh anthony they are adding multiplayer to dead space oh you you mentioned when we when yeah we that was E3 one of the reasons done. I wanted to buy it on PS3 hmm. was because for me when there are multi platform games that don't have multiplayer mm-hmm. it's easier to buy them for PS3 for me hmm. especially because EA's done such a good job of platform parity yeah they between have. the two and and the fact that it came with extraction right. yeah. I don't know. It depends what the multiplayer is like, really, because right. I don't see that being a game that would necessarily serve a good. I mean, that's not why I'm interested in this. No, me either. No, I, I me want either. it for the campaign. Yeah. Although I am perfectly ready to be wowed by multiplayer in Dead Space. I don't <laughs> when did they announce that, happen. man? That just seems like yeah. such a they bad were. Idea. They went on record as hiring a multiplayer developer after E3. Oh, hmm. uh, but I wonder if that'll be in this Dead Space or it'll be something. They've said they... it, I think they confirmed that it. Is would there be. any hey, chance hey, that hey. there's some confusion that that they're hiring them to? So they can do like net code with extraction? No, I don't think so. You don't think that could be? Or the maybe case? it's for that that prequel. No, they're game? looking for a multiplayer designer. Mm. Maybe that prequel oh. game is a multiplayer no. game. No. no, no, you're I, you're grasping, but you're grasping in the wrong place. It's definitely just got multiplayer think. coming. Really? Yeah. That that just seems like a really dumb thing to do. Yeah, you know like what? Waste I, of money. Why spend I don't money care. And resources? I really don't care because what I played a single player was so good. Really? That yeah. I am just totally. Oh, I'm saying too. I'm just saying it just seems like a waste of time and money. And for effort. me, it's just a matter of it, as long as it doesn't affect what made the great the game great in the first place. Right. You know. Um. Do you have one from somebody? Uh, Dark Siders, the standard says, 
it fell off most people's list, but that game sold really well. It no, did. It did not sell as well as you think. It sold like eight hundred thousand copies across its platforms. It sold less than that. I no, thought it sold like eight hundred thousand. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Mm. It did. A ton. I remember. It, I remember people saying that it sold really well, and it's it like really it came well. out. It came out at like exactly the perfect time to Initially, sell really well. Yeah. It sold well. Its sales dropped really quickly. Right, but I'm I'm pretty sure it did like eight hundred thousand across both, which is still enough to make money off of that game for them. First stu- first time effort by enough a studio. for them to say that they're going to do a sequel. It right? seems like they spent a lot of money on that game. Eventually, they might do. They'll do a sequel. I yeah. mean, that company's got its hand tied hands tied with the Warhammer forty k MMO now. Uh, okay, so. and uh, the PC version of that game is coming out next month. It yeah. got pushed back from last month. Uh, Stephen W. says, I thought Alan Wake deserved a little more attention. It's a great game, especially for creating an immersive environment, but I could easily be wrong. For a 360 exclusive that's that's so, like, got a weird protagonist mm-hmm. and a genre that not everyone wants to play, I thought it did pretty well sales-wise. It's aiming in the same sport as something like Heavy Rain. Not the same ballpark. But, same I, but I, still I, would, think, and I would say that it wasn't, think it was great, it wasn't underappreciated by critics. No. No. I mean, it sold. I think it sold as well as could be expected in the same month that Red Dead ate everyone's lunch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and this might be really dumb to say, but I feel like maybe Alan Wake, if it came out six, eight months earlier, it would have sold a lot more. I don't. Well, know. that would have been I, I, holiday November? season. I don't think so. Or, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if this game would have come out like a year earlier or like a half a year earlier, I think if that would have come a out a lot next month. Actually, really? it might have sold better because hmm. August is now empty. Mm-hmm. Now that De- now that Dead Rising Two has been pushed back a month, mm-hmm. did you see the the press release for that? No, I didn't. How they? I just heard about it. They announced August as a release date at Captivate, right? Uh huh. And then they put out a press release. Uh, I think it was last week, saying we're happy to confirm that it's releasing in October or <laughs> <laughs> really it's releasing in That's September. That's awesome. <laughs> Is that the way it went down? Yeah, that we're That's pleased hilarious. to we're pleased to confirm that Dead Rising will be launching September third oh, yeah. or something like that. It's like nobody's hmm. gonna notice that one. That's weird. <laughs> I love PR talk. Happy um. to confirm that we're late. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Malcolm Thomas says ninety nine nights. Oh, dude. you were looking for that one. This is a no. I'm just scrolling up. This is a game that reviewers hated for what it was. Hack and slash. And granted, it may not have done a lot to differentiate itself from the Dynasty Warriors sequels, spinoffs, and clones, but that's fine by me because I haven't played one since Dynasty Warriors 2. That does not mean that it's okay to keep yeah, doing I, that stuff. I've, I've just never you played, haven't played it. a Dynasty Warriors game, and 99 Nights was not good. You should have matured since you played Dynasty Warriors 2. <laughs> Unlike their fucking game design. Um, I've got one. Uh, Mitch Dyer says, I uh, fucking love Rockstar Table Tennis. Oh, that's hey. a really good game, but sold like shit. Yeah. It's one that of the best one things Rockstar's fun, done. That's, that's not that recent though. I got, and no. how I, many games are good on Xbox and Wii? Was it? It was. Oh, it did come out on Wii later. It was on it's both. True. You yeah, know, it it's controlled. It, I did not like that game on Wii. Mm. There I, was oh, so was much lag in the controls oh, when on did Wii. You, did, oh, did we, we went, went to, to that a event. fucking event that's for right. that game? That did. Uh, uh, I don't know. We're kind of going back kind of far with that yeah, one. Yeah, I just I saw it and I thought no, that it would resonate. But that that's it, actually a really good point. Though, it was very underappreciated. But well, it also sold. Didn't it sell I still, for like forty bucks? I still felt I like know. even forty bucks was is asking a lot for what that game yeah. is. Huh. I don't know. I, I, the physics in that game were just so good, though. The characters looked great for when it came out too. Like the models, yeah. you were oh, like yeah. blown away. Uh, yeah. Barry says Red Faction Guerrilla got a lot of love, but I think the multiplayer was passed by. 
I think he's right. The multiplayer yeah. in Red Faction Girl was a lot of fun, but no one played it. No one played it. True. I agree. I played it one night and it was a lot of fun. But that was when uh, I went to Comic Con. Right? Nick C has one that I agree with. He says I recently picked up Majesty two during that ridiculous Steam sale and it has been really great. Hmm. And that is true. Majesty was such a cool game. Yeah. It is because he's it's like he says it. it's uh, instead of controlling your units directly, you offer rewards for completing tasks and the AI takes over. That's the one where you like set bounties, like yeah, yeah, I want some hero to go take this, and some yeah. heroes go out and do oh, it. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that's how that game played. Yeah, it's basically all about it. manipulating in people's greed. Nice, rather I than, like that. Rather than controlling straight up like an RTS. Yeah, so. I like that a lot. In fact, like that's one of the things that I that I hadn't liked about god games in the past, like Black and White or Populous or whatever, is that there was too much direct manipulation or direct control, and I wanted it to be more manipulative. <laughs> Right, because then the people make decisions, and you're like, "Why didn't you do what I said, you bastards?" Right, you right. Know, whereas, yeah. Uh, I have one that I want to read because I kind of want to dispute it a little bit. Uh, Caleb T says, "From professional video game sites, we games are criminally overlooked. Games like No More Heroes, Endless Ocean, Mad World, and Deadly Creatures have the quirkiness of old Sega games, but were too different for mass appeal." Too different for mass appeal? Yes, not critically. Yeah, overlooked. no, those games got filleted by critics, including yeah. Mad World, which I thought yeah. was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. I well, mean, like, I didn't play Deadly a lot Creatures of it. I was a little Ryan more divisive amongst people, I think. But yeah, but yeah, uh, lost. Wait, what was he saying? Not Mad lost World, the blue. No uh, more heroes and endless ocean. Endless ocean. That was a endless ocean. I appreciate awesome. what that game is. It's like, not really like a game. Yeah, it's more just like a chill. I fucking love that chill game. Man. That was a. Uh, no that more was the first. That was well. the the first segment I ever edited for the One Up Show. Anyway, I really liked Endless Ocean, I, and I have Endless Ocean too, but I haven't been able to dive into it yet. What do you guys think about, about this one? It's another Wii game. Um, it's from Inzenho. It says, Punch-Out on Wii didn't seem to get the love it deserves. Review scores were good, and it got a bit of chatter in a few podcasts, but general public didn't seem to give two shits about it, and the game was unbelievably fun. I know a lot of people really enjoyed that game, but it's yeah. true. I don't know anyone that has it. I think I just saw Tyler visibly. Twitch. Tyler actually wrote a guide for that. Yeah, I remember, right? <laughs> and I wow. remember there was times you would call, you were talking to me, and you were like, "Fuck this game." Maybe yeah, I'm gonna break it. Yeah, well, that that was just because of the pressure of having a, a guide. Yeah, and 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 because like that's not the type of game I typically like to play in the first place. Um, I mean, it's fun. Like you know, I went through the first round of fighters just normal, but then when you go to the championship round mm-hmm. and you're getting up to like Macho Man and shit, like mm-hmm. fuck that game. <laughs> like that is not the type of game I enjoy. Oh, oh man, frustrating, huh? Uh, Icefield gave two, one of which I think is correct, and the other is I think he's on something really powerful. Uh, Call War is Bound in Blood kind of came and went and nobody really talked about it much but I thought it was an entertaining shooter we talked about it on co-op and we liked yeah, it yeah I I, we that. talked about it on this on Rebel FM and I liked it a yeah. lot actually yeah. Sniper uses the engine from Call of War is Bound in Blood really huh. it uses it badly yeah, I was gonna say because <laughs> that game was beautiful uh, yeah. there's a, not not a lot of grass in Bound in Blood and there is right. grass fucking everywhere in Sniper gotcha and then he says Darkest Days Darkest Days. He said this game was fucking terrible. So terrible is almost good. No, I think it was terrible. <laughs> so terrible it makes other games worse. But this one I have to read just because. So the guy's name is Tighthead Prop, right? And the game he picked is Mystery Dungeon: Sheer and the Wanderer. And first, I've off, actually heard about that game. I know before. nothing about that game, but Me he either. says I put over two hundred and fifty hours into Jesus this roguelike Christ. game. Two hundred and fifty hours. That is more than wow. I've ever put in any game. Maybe except for EverQuest, right? Damn. Wow. And what about Oblivion? 
No, Oblivion, I still only played like 120 hours. Oblivion was an aptly named game for time I put into 250. it. 250. <laughs> that was such an aptly named game. <laughs> um, the uh, quick shout out to Might Magic Clash of Heroes. Critical yeah. success, but not. Yeah, I don't. Critical. I don't think it. I right. don't think it was a mass market. Of course, success. there's. I the think ab- it's. St- I think it sold pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Like for for them as a small developer, but right. I don't think it was like just this huge I love, breakout success. That I, I hope they see been. more success on Xbox Live Arcade. When they yeah, 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 me, me too. too. And I love the fact that um, I don't know if if our listeners uh, any subscribe to the Irrational Games podcast, but the recent one is a great episode. It's a uh, Sean Elliott's interviewing Ken Levine and um, somebody help me out, Ron Gilbert. No. What about it? Who, what who about was him? he interviewing? I don't know. No, I didn't, not I Ron didn't Gilbert. I thought it was the was guy say, from Bethesda. Yeah, that's who it was. The guy from Bethesda. Whose name escapes me right now? Yeah. Okay. So name the escaping. Guy from Bethesda. I don't know who you mean. But uh, but they actually meant Todd in, Howard. Todd. Yes, it was Todd Howard. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Okay. okay. I can't believe I said so he's Ron Gilbert. So he's interviewing Ken Levine and Todd Howard. Does Todd yeah. Howard have a have a ponytail and big no. arms. No. Okay. Todd Howard is a skinny guy and he's kind of short. Yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else at the Rage demo at E3. Uh, yeah, no. you're thinking of the guy that owns id, or he owns part of id. I forget his name. He has a hardcore ponytail. Nice. <laughs> but but they Isles. they specifically mentioned this game, and uh, and they mentioned there, there there's a little comment that you can hear. They, they they said, unfortunately, it's got this really tried anime style, or like this really unfortunate <laughs> anime graphical style. And I'm like, yes, and that's a big unfortunate. <laughs> I thought it was good. Because it was like it was anime style, but it was a little bit. But you could tell it was done by kind of a Western person. Yeah, so it yeah. didn't push it too far into the right, anime. right. Um, of course, there's the obligatory Demon Souls. I saw that. I just passed that one. Kill uh, you. Anyways, I will kill that, you. Anyways, the reason you got confused, Arthur, is that guy's name is Todd Hollinshead. That's Thank you. Ah, uh, 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 there you go. Aishir says Banjo Kazooie, nuts and bolts. Yeah, that's the guy that still sends me like random, like I made an X wing, right? Uh, <laughs> which is awesome. Which is totally right, that and is he awesome. makes he definitely credits his uh, opinion. But uh, then he goes on to say Rainbow Six Vegas two. Uh, I like Rainbow that Six game. Vegas two was fun, but it was not as good as the first one. In any of the modes, inferior in yeah. pretty much every way. It's really nice looking. Mm. I thought it was nice looking, and I thought it. I thought like the shooting in it was fun, but it definitely like was a step back in terms. The second, of the first one was better. I thought the first you, one looked better too. Did I ever tell you guys I played through Vegas two one time, and I came up to a um, a monster closet that I guess didn't open and and let out all the guys, so <laughs> I just put a charge at the door, and there was like a, I could see there were like eight guys behind this room, <laughs> and just annihilated them all with the. That's great. Yeah, that game definitely had some really bad monster closets. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, can you imagine what that was? Eight guys with automatic machine guns hanging out in a janitor's closet. Uh, so, uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, you got, a, got anything going on after Tyler, work everybody today? Everybody was supposed to spawn Tyler, in the level spot I saw right you there. playing Defense Grid the other day, didn't I did, you? man. Is that one of the games you feel like people didn't appreciate? You know that's yeah that that that's a good one I would put up there. Um, the only reason why I didn't bring it up is because a lot of people say it's one of the best tower defense games on the consoles. So that's the only reason why I didn't bring that up. But yeah, man, I I actually downloaded some of the new maps and stuff. Cool. Uh, there, there's actually one map that I really like where it's just a completely open map and it's you you make your own maze and stuff. That's and what I liked about Defense Grid is that you really do you construct the maze they run on totally. rather than mm-hmm. a lot of games where it's like the maze is pre-made and you make 
yeah. the turrets. Like this mm-hmm. one really does allow you mm-hmm. to channel guys specifically mm-hmm. with your turrets. And, and mm-hmm. they do a good job of switching that up in a lot of different ways too. So like there are also stages where you won't have much effect at all on their path where mm. you might not even put any turrets on their path for a whole stage, you know? Right. Uh, and then some you... I just think that game had some really, really cool mechanics that did it, make it great. an interesting tower defense game. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the new maps. Because that, um, that's how desktop tower defense works, too. True. It is actually so a lot like, more like desktop. But it's yeah. the yeah. thing about this is that it's also pretty looking. Yeah, yeah it, what, I mean, I was just going to say it surprises me that more... Uh, tower defense games don't let you like build the maze yourself because right. it's not like a brand new mechanic. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think we've got time for a couple more. Um, if you can find some more, I've I've read OMG, over most of the ones. It's Baby Seat. It says uh, Need for Speed Shift. Uh, I've never played a Need for Speed. I kind of thought Need for Speed Shift was boring. Mm. Like it. Like I understand that a lot of people really commended the in cockpit view, but I didn't feel mm-hmm. like the controls were very yeah. good. And the the game just didn't look that mm-hmm. good. It didn't mm-hmm. really have much fun I, identity. I happen mm-hmm. to wonder if this new need for speed, the multi big multiplayer one, if that's going to be like this generation's need for speed, like the one that's going to do really good. This it looks good, but I, the fact I, that it has like a microtransaction model kind of bothers me. Wait, oh, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I didn't see that when I saw There's it. There's a, uh, like the well there's there's actually a couple actually i guess there's a couple different need for speeds coming out there's one that's like online persistent world kind of thing and then there's like there's like a couple different skews of need for speeds that are coming out and i can't i can't keep the names apart in my head right but anyway yeah i don't know so Um, those are the last those are the last of mine is there anybody and the final one because i'm declaring it and you should all buy it all right no, Arthur, you can do another one. I just wanted no, to be no, a dick. No, I'm, I'm Silent Hill, Shattered Memories, because you mentioned that in the break. I did. Someone posted it to me at, on Twitter. But nice. that is one that is that is woefully overlooked. It, it, to me, people will argue the other way, but I think it's the best Silent Hill game since 3. Wow, nice. Yeah. That's an endorsement. Yeah, it, it was better than the most recent one on 360. Hmm. They took away all your ability to defend yourself and... They had some really cool innovations with the way they use the phone. It's not a perfect game. It's a frustrating game a lot of times, but if you're like a real Silent Hill fan, you actually like games that are scary. It is a good, scary game. Nice. So, Someone just uh, someone said Dark Void. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Um, no. This is, uh, this is actually more confusing to me. Isaac says, and Isaac, I apologize. Thank you for listening. Bioshock 2 is my favorite game of the year so far. Better than the first and has great multiplayer, but for some reason it got shit all over. It is not better than the first. It's the rare sequel that makes the first game a little lamer by virtue of its existence. It does have good multiplayer. (laughs) I don't think it's got anything in multiplayer that really sets it apart. Mm. Like Plasmids but it's pretty are just good multiplayer. I still think it's worth playing. Not the multiplayer necessarily, but the game itself is fun. The game, I I, I, I had fun with it. Me too. Better than the first, though. I, I never mm, finished the first No, one. not better than the first. Not better than the but first. Not still by fun. any stretch of the imagination. Word. Um, all right. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with some letters. I think that that's a good idea. In your mouth. Penis and penis.
shit at work. Secret scent success story. From Balquan. From Julian. I, I was overjoyed when Tyler revealed the secret scent. I had planned on getting some before leaving for E3, but I didn't want to smell like a gamer at the show. Not that I usually do, but being in such a packed house, I wanted to smell clean and fresh. As it so happens, I met a so woman. Fresh and so clean. If you I will. met a woman the Tuesday before I left for LA. I went to the Whole Foods with this lady friend of mine and picked up two small bottles. I tested the scent on her and got a thumbs up. I went out on our first date Saturday before E3, and she remarked more than once how nice I smelled. She asked me what I was wearing, to which I replied it was a secret. I told her the story of how I learned of it on this podcast, but I did not tell her what exactly the scent was. We are full-on dating now, and while it's a tad reductive, I wanted to say thank you, Tyler Barber, for helping me attain my first girlfriend. So, <laughs> so he says, so awesome. I ask you, Rebel FM crew, should I tell her what the secret sense is or keep it to myself keep to add that yourself. bit of mystery to me? It's driving her crazy, and I must admit I kind of like that it's something about me she desperately wants to know but no. doesn't. Let me, let me give you a pro tip. Let, <laughs> let her in on it yeah yeah just trust me on that one i think you trust should keep me. it a secret you gotta trust <laughs> you gotta trust the tyler trust the trust t me. <laughs> trust uh, the t <tea. laughs> i have a a letter that segues quite well from there oh you have a letter too uh i do someone sent this just to me and i'm not sure why uh because you're special it's entitled music to do the deed to <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I was wondering what music would you play while getting it on, and also what music have you guys ever done it to? Well, for me, I play the music. For me, I play music I like, right? Or that she likes. Yeah, I mean, some mastodon. Right. If the situation calls for it, if, if little it's master of puppets. I mean, you know, there's there's a common sense. I listen to a lot of wussy shit anyway, so for me, it works out just fine. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, every every guy likes a female artist. Probably put her on, no matter who you are. The last Watson Twins album is good. Love making music. Also, uh, White Pony by the Deftones. At least some of it. Yeah, man, that is a good album. Mm -hmm. Rap. I was gonna say in general, are some R and B, right? Oh yeah, not just uh, booty. (laughs) <laughs> like going back through my sexual history, it's there's hardly ever been music involved. Really, it's almost always been just the the Panic, music panting. of people being together. Sometimes for me, it's it's movies playing in the background. <laughs> yes, yeah. what Arthur is doing. Um, <laughs> but man, one song that I always used to like to get to get dirty to back in high school was the song "So Anxious" by Genuine. You know that one? <laughs> Genuine. Yeah, Genuine. Genuine, dude. Oh no, man, no. I love that song. I don't know dude. That song. Go look, go listen to. So I, I, I almost demand that "So Anxious" be on this podcast. At <laughs> oh the end. no, because if I do that, then it'll just start recommending a bunch of that guy's shit to me on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how often I get Bobby Brown in my recommendations. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's um, only a good thing, sir. Did you get the uh, the email from Don about uh, Wood Stories? Uh, Uh-oh. in your Gmail. Oh, uh, maybe if you go ahead and read it if All you right. have it set aside, because I'm looking through our. <laughs> this is from list. Don, uh, entitled "Wood Stories." He Wood. says, "All right, I think putting these out in the open will help others." Middle school. He said he <laughs> says middle school, semi school, like he's setting the scene in a script. <laughs> Right before the Pledge of Allegiance, the wood got started. I don't even remember what the, <sighs> what the catalyst was. Yeah. You I don't tried... need a catalyst at that age. No, you no. really don't. I tried to make it go away with thoughts, but no go. Nope. When everyone was asked to stand, I would not. Yep. When the teacher started to question why I was not standing, I had to think fast and went with the following quick thinking. 
Not good thinking, just quick. <laughs> oh, no. I told the teacher that I felt I could not say the pledge since it had the line under God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's how you hid your boner? <laughs> this, gave me, this gave me enough time and fear that the woods started to go down by the time the teacher came up with, you can still stand, just don't say the line. <laughs> the point I remember the most is when I did stand there were other guys looking to see if it was a wood emergency. <laughs> and Dude, yes. that's when you're supposed to stand and like lean into your desk yeah, or you something. Yeah. And yes, it was still noticeable. Uh, well, the great thing about almost turning wow, the great thing about almost turning forty, these things are finally more funny than embarrassing. <laughs> Next step will be caught masturbating stories. Yeah. I'm afraid well, here, not. Here's Dawn. the thing about boners. My uh, my school experience had fucking crazy. Well, they weren't that crazy, but we all had s- some pretty strict dress codes, and we all had to have our shirt tucked in. Mm. So that was like no it's go there. Worse. I mean, you yeah. couldn't untuck your shirt and hide that shit. Yeah. But now, like, I tuck in my shirt all the time because I'm a grown ass man, and when I get boners walking down the street, I just like whatever. <laughs> Check okay. it out. Just the BG start playing. All right. Yeah. I-, I got a letter. It's uh, from IU Mog. Dear dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> except Matt Chandernay. Wait, what? Aw, don't what leave him out. Really? No, he says, he says, except Matt Chandernay, as in you're not a dickhead. But I want to be a dickhead. No, this is a letter where he's Rude. angry, so he actually likes you. Oh, okay. Because you were too lazy to do prep for your show, you recently <laughs> had an episode where you requested listeners comment on what games they were looking forward to in the second half of 2010. I submitted a few games and was excited when Anthony said my name, indicating he was going to read some of my submissions. Then I was slapped in the face. First, Anthony, I've never played an RPG, JRPG guy, who scoffs at Golden Sun DS, even though the first two Golden Sun games are some of the best handheld RPGs ever and were given review scores at 9.7 and 9.0, respected by his current player. Then the entire crew had fun at my expense because I thought Singularity could be fun. Now that it's out, it's not the turd that you seem to expect. <laughs> Wrong. Yes, it <laughs> and it's actually pretty fun. Even Arthur's man crush, Jeff Grisman, likes Singularity. I don't... Where did he get I, that? I know. I, this is why I wanted to read it. Like, I feel I, you fuckers owe me an apology, and I'm looking forward to see <laughs> if you're man enough to admit you were bastards and were wrong. Well, bastards Bastard, is yes. easy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like... We walk around with that. Wrong occasionally. Not on this one. He also yeah. says, PPS, Dead Space is overrated, and second will be disappointing. It's like this guy's. It's like, oh, he's like trying to stab you. He's a troll. I'm glad that you read this because it's rare that we get so much wrong in one letter. Ayumog is a troll. He's a troll. Well, he said Mog, though, so at least it's a Spaceballs reference. I Every time I see Jeff at an event, I get along and we joke around. I think our tastes in games are pretty different. Um, I. He. I could not understand his Transformers review, and his Singularity review blows my mind from the time I spent with the game. Did he not like Transformers? He gave Transformers a three out of I, five. Because you know what? I spoke to a friend of mine who was also like, you are fucking crazy. Transformers sucks. Like, he called me fucking crazy. <laughs> right. I, the only thing, like, I don't generally like to be the guy that says, you're just playing it wrong. But I think from what I've seen, a lot of people try to play it as a game that it's not. Hmm. Uh, like a cover-based third-person shooter, for like example. we were talking about earlier. Um, I, I don't know, but uh, I I do not have a man crush on Jeff Gersman. I Again, I just wanted to read it because... I first, do like the giant bombcast. First off, he said, Dear Dickheads. So I was like, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Also true. I mean, I'm not saying that that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely correct. Two of us with bald heads even sort of resemble penises. <laughs> I do not have a groove in the top of my head, sir. No. 
I do from a tragic childhood accident. Are you being serious? No. Oh. I mean, yes. Move Would it on. be better if I said yes? Let's move on. Run out of time. Run out of time. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Matt's so got a hot date in six hours. Jaren writes <laughs> in and he says, my future is in your incapable hands. <laughs> Thanks for reading. He says, Thanks for, <laughs> Thanks for reading my letter on last week's show. I found the advice very helpful, if not slightly irreverent. This week I have a more serious question. I've committed myself to living below the poverty line, Whoa. and I am interested in games journalism. Well, you're not going to uh, live below the poverty line. Yeah. I'm wondering what degrees I should have and what Northern Californian companies do you recommend? They're pretty much in Northern California. There's, there is uh, all of them, IGN, all of them. Yeah. GameSpot. Yeah. And the only one, one that's of, not is Game Informer, and the new EGM is mostly based in I mean, they're LA. all in Northern California, except yeah. for, yeah. I mean, G4 yeah. is in LA. G4 is in LA. G4, that is a good point. G4 Game is in LA. Game Trailers. Yeah. Game Trailers is also in LA. Truth. But yeah. the vast majority of them, they're all here. Yeah. yeah. So San Francisco or Los Even, Angeles. Yeah. And well, I suppose you could, if you wanted to write for Kotaku where you don't actually need to go to their office. You don't want to write for Kotaku. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah. I would still say you should. Uh, Northern California is the place Northern to California. California. And if you're living below the national poverty line, you can't afford to live in Los Angeles or San Francisco. Period. Uh, I have for like a year and a half. Now. I've been you doing are not it below for the like a year level, and a half actually. too. Uh, <laughs> I... I Beg to differ, sir. I, I'm, you know what? The national poverty level is set way too low. Oh, I guess it's not the national poverty level. I'm thinking California. Right. Um. All right. Dan Poole writes in, and he says, I'm reading his last name. Sorry, Dan. Oh, what? <laughs> I cut that out? No, it's fine. They read last names on all these things. It's fine. His The girl he's, he's trying to get with doesn't listen to this. So he <laughs> says Daniel here. Famous last words. I recently attended my orientation at UC Santa Barbara, and I met a girl. After a day of flirting, we headed to the dorm room I was staying in. After about 15 minutes of kissing, I decided to take the next step. But this ultimately led to her crying and confessing to me the fact that she had a boyfriend. I wasn't that oh. worried about it, but she decided that she needed to leave. The next day we spoke a little, but the didn't... I didn't care, but she seemed But the didn't address <laughs> the issue that occurred in the dorm. She did tell me she was planning on breaking up with her boyfriend before leaving for school. We parted ways. She gave me her number and added me on Facebook. So here's my dilemma. I don't want her as a girlfriend, but it would be nice to have a girl to call every now and then when the fall comes. Should I pursue her? Is that what they're calling a booty call these days? With all I my gusto so. over the next couple of months. Excuse me, guys. It's when I the fall comes. I think he's talking comes. about the actual, inco- you know, the fall season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was summer oh, orientation. Oh, Thanks yeah. for explaining the joke, Tyler. So should I pursue her? <laughs> I got you. So should I pursue her? Send her a text here and there to keep her in my mind, or simply ignore her until moving day and call her then. Basically, he's not look. He's not going to ignore her. He's right. already made it clear that he wants a booty call. Does yeah. he still say she's seeing some or with someone on Facebook? Uh, well, th- he said that the whole thing is that she's breaking up when she leaves for school. Right. right. Um, um, that is a can of worms. That you this sounds like a question open. that Scott would have answered. Because me, I'm going to tell you, you should. I mean, this girl is already in a weird emotional stage. Probably the real one. It's but, trouble. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, but. I I would say that from where I sit, if somebody has a boyfriend that they are planning to break up with and you want to get with said girl, then there is no reason for you not to stay in touch with her. Um, huh. Matt playing the part of scoundrel this evening. I'm just saying, like, uh, I know people that have met their future husbands and or wives 
uh, by not waiting until that person Jesus was single Christ, to pursue them. And, hey, man, I've taken this position on the. Po- I agree. <laughs> I've taken this position on the podcast before, man. Yeah. Jim and Pam in the office. Don't let it happen to you. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying but, that, like, but if, if I, also if, don't be a fucking homewrecker. No, no, no definitely no, not. No, like, no, I, of course. Th- this may this may seem really callous, but like, if I if I only know the girl. She's fair game. If I know the girl and the boyfriend, I'm kind of friends with both of them, and I know they're yeah. happy, then I'm a scoundrel. I You're say, a I mercenary say motherfucker match. That's a pretty good line to... to yeah. This is where me and Arthur are sitting on one <laughs> side. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I think with Anthony, he's it's a moral thing for me. I'm I more naive. No, for me, I, I just feel like that girl is a very complicated, combustible can of worms. Uh... And an 18-year-old booty call is a high-maintenance booty call. Yeah. Indeed. That's right, true. So they are the only time, 18. Not, no, 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 no. Not all the time. But, but, but yeah. <laughs> Generally. I'm, I'm, I'm if definitely... she started crying... That's what I'm saying. She's yeah. already crying. Yeah. Totally. I dealt with a girl like this my freshman year. She went, you do not want that. Yeah. If she went, to you, <laughs> went with you to your dorm room with a boyfriend... She knew what was going to happen. Oh she yeah, wants, I'm not saying she's looking for a way out of her relationship. I, yeah, and she's you don't want to be the catalyst. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be the catalyst for the end of a relationship. Dude, no, let, it's fine. Let her end the catalyst. But, but guys, fine. don't no. forget what the listener is writing in. He's saying he doesn't want to be in a relationship with this girl. He just, I, that's what I was going to. He say. just kind of want to keep her there. But but I, I'm kind of picking up what you're putting down. I'm Arthur, not talking is you're about saying emotions. It might be too I'm much. talking about fallout. Yeah, she might be more trouble than maybe she's going to want to be in a relationship. That's what that's what I was going to say. Is that like it's it's fine if like if all she's looking for is a way to break up with her boyfriend so that the both of you can get together but if you're not interested i think it's pretty clear that like she wants to break up with her boyfriend and get into another relationship with another boyfriend and if that's not what you're interested in yeah you got to tell her right away that like i'm i don't want a girlfriend because she's going to be looking for that boyfriend as soon as she's broken up with this other one so i had one last letter i wanted to read i mean i can read another couple if we have time but I think we've got a little time. This was uh, from Jay. And he wanted to write to Matthew, who was the fellow that wrote in with the rather sad letter. Oh, uh, yes. We read the I, I listened to the show last And he week. said, uh, he says, I know you can't give me Matthew's email address, but would you mind forwarding this one to him? And I figured, you know what, we'll just read it because I like your email. There you go. Uh, I heard your story on Rebel FM this week, Matthew, and though I've never experienced anything in your nature, it really affected me in an unexplainable way. It's the only time I've actually felt I needed to go out of my way and send someone an email just to say how proud of them I am. Your courage is incredibly admirable and something everyone should look up to. I sit here and rack my brain trying to think of something to think of someone to tell you, something to help, anything, and it's impossible. I just cannot. All I can say is thank you. It's people like you that I really look up to. I hope that someday my courage will be as strong as yours. Until then, go out with your lady friend. Matthew, I, though I don't know you, I feel like I do. So I, more, that is not the only person that wrote in about that letter. Wow, I'm not surprised. So a lot actually. of people were touched by that. He actually yeah. wrote me back. Oh. Really? Um, yeah. Woo. Is it a letter that you can read, or is it a letter that you shouldn't uh, read? Things with the girl kind of took a turn for the worse Aww. before we wrote back. But you, oh, but he okay. did it. Uh, I don't know what he did. He oh, didn't either way, Matt he just said that stuff kind of. Yeah, the more important thing to know is that, you know, he did tell me that he went out of his way to buy the iPhone four with the most expensive version he could find. <laughs> but uh, so. the thing is, is that is that like I guess it's if, if even if things didn't work out with that girl, whatever, Matt, it's like just your story alone impacts people even after you're gone. Yeah, we had a lot of people write in and talk on Twitter about that letter, and yeah. I'm I'm glad that people reacted in a positive way to it in general. Yeah. Well, how could you not without being like the world's giantest douche? Uh, 
I was I was worried reading it. I mean, it's, yeah. it was it's well because heavy. you know we had to we added some levity to it to not make the show. But there's that fine line of adding levity and being a dick. About yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we were trying to make sure we because none of us wanted to be a dick to him or anything. But no, of course not. You know, um, except right. for Tyler. Well, yeah, it's a good Tyler thing he wasn't, wasn't here. here either, yeah. So, okay, let's see. Uh, pick up lines. Pick up lines. Okay. Curtis writes in, he says, I was wondering what are the best and worst pickup lines you guys have used? I feel that it would be helpful to listeners who have trouble approaching women. So that was from <laughs> Curtis. And Curtis, me, I have always been way too blunt. And that has worked in my favor and also made me fall on my face. <laughs> I do not use pickup lines. I usually just go up and talk to them. Right. And then at some point during the night, I make it very clear to them that I think they're attractive. I'm attracted to them. I pretty much lay it out there. Nice. See, I, man, I... I that is my cardinal rule not to do. Like See? I never. All right. Like I don't. I've never used a pickup line, but I've, I've never used pickup line. Either. I've learned the hard way after harsh, harsh rejection, and even <laughs> harsh rejection delivered as softly as possible. That you don't put the pressure on someone of saying I am super into you to them because that's pretty much just setting them up to. It's backing them into a corner, and the responses they can give are pretty limited. Yeah, well, it depends sometimes on I would like to get that rejection out of the way if it's, it's going to happen. Commit, it's like it, it depends on the situation. Though. Commit I mean, to like, a relationship or I'm not into you. Yeah, I agree that that's bad, but it depends on how you say it. If you're saying if you're saying it like, you know, like uh you're really hot, then like you're basically saying sad. like let's go have sex as opposed to like let's get involved in a committed relationship. Right, I just told someone I thought they were attractive. The best right. advice I can give someone is if it feels like there's a moment there and rejection you're you're not afraid of rejection super badly, you might as well just try to kiss her. Yeah. I agree. And it's hard. I know it's super Like hard. I said, I I've, I've laid it out there plenty of times and sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't and then I've also done exactly what Arthur said. And sometimes yeah. it's worked and one time it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never been, I've never gotten cheeked. Every time I've gone for the kiss, I've succeeded. I think I told that in the podcast once. I've gotten cheeked once. Oh. Really? Yeah. Ooh. But it was like we kissed and then cheeked. Like I got, we kissed I, for a second, and then she was like, I can't do this. Cheeked. Oh, uh, okay. So. Yeah. I got cheeked once because I was both of us were really, really, really drunk. And then like we started to do it, and I think she chickened out. This girl had just broken up with someone, and so had I. Uh. And she was like... We kissed for a second, and then she was like, I can't do this. And I was like, man. <laughs> I was Why rebounding. Was no. Okay, this is... Uh, was this was, rebounding. A, this was when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Um, and, that's, and that's tough. And, like, when you think about it, it seems so lame, too. Like, man, that those neither of those relationships that both of you left mean shit now. Like, why didn't y'all have some good good times? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. But this when is like, it's like being withdrawals for drugs. It's what? The the chemicals that go through people's brains when they break up with someone oh. are oh. chemically nearly identical to the chemicals yeah. that result from physical addiction to controlled substances. Really? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. It produces dopamine in their brain. Yeah. Um, huh. Is it? Do you have another letter, Arthur? Or uh, no, I don't have our letters. Okay. The mailbox open. Oh no, I thought more? you might have one in yours. Yeah, no. I, I have one. Um, I, just I mean, I'm sure. sure I've gotten one. But uh, okay, so. Trouble with clown nonsense from Will is what it's called. <laughs> huh? Yeah. My friends and everyone who knows me think of me as the clown in our group. This is because whenever I feel uncontrol- uncomfortable in a situation where I don't have anything to contribute, I fall back on making jokes. At time, I can tell my friends find my behavior somewhat grating, but generally my jokes are well received. The problem is 
My friends see me as this clown and nothing else. It has come to the point where whenever I say something, people assume I'm kidding. For example, when people are exposed to my musical taste, they think that it's all ironic enjoyment bullshit. More importantly, when people meet new people, my friends treat me as the immature jackass they see me as and don't see any ladies lining up to date the silly fat dude. Ah, okay. So he's, uh, he's also a little overweight. Dude. That's common of my friends. that were, Dude, the funniest people I knew were always my overweight friends. Like, mm-hmm. they, that was how they... It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, my question is, how, after years of playing up to these perceptions, do I go about presenting myself as more mature or as mature as a 19-year-old can be without becoming a boring douche? Furthermore, if possible, is this a path worth going down to the end of getting more intimate with the ladies, a subject I am woefully without experience in? Dude, I got to tell you... Being funny is the number one way into the panties. Right, but I, I think with your friends, if it's bothering you with your friends, like get new friends. Not just that, but but at least talk to them and Jeez. be like, guys, yeah, no, I, guys, I, like, look, I'm not. I'm not saying, I know that you guys think I'm funny, and it's like I just tell them shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm not funny, saying but. I'm not saying dump your old friends. In fact, that's probably a dynamic that bro- that works pretty well in that group. I'm saying that like you know you're 19. If you're in college or going on to college soon, I hope you're already in college or something then you should have lots of opportunities to meet new people. And if you don't create opportunities to meet new people, because like your your group of friends that you have now, there's no reason that you should limit to yourself to just those people. And you'll find that like when you go out and you're in a public situation, you're meeting new people, that your sense of humor is going to come in really, really handy and people are automatically going to take you more seriously because they don't have that legacy. Yeah. I, I, I know I think about this guy that I went to high school with who is like, the funniest guy in the school, like hands down, and and, and 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 I was good friends with him too. He was in band with me, and uh, and and when we got and 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 I could tell, I could see him, I could see a change in him. Like we went to college and stuff. Like he, it was the same situation. Like he wanted to be taken more seriously, hmm. and and that in his case just kind of translated into more of an asshole. Or that's what, <laughs> that's what this guy's afraid yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. And, and then also what he did too then is he eventually went and like tried to go out for like um, the Navy SEALs and like stuff like that. Oh, like take yeah. me seriously, right. you know? No, dude, uh, it's, it's just be happy with yourself. Yeah. That's what people, that's I mean, how people are going to take you seriously is if you're I mean, happy that, with who if, you are. If your friends aren't taking you seriously, like talk to them and be like, dude, I'm serious about this. Like I know I make a lot of jokes, but like, yeah. I would appreciate being taken seriously. I don't know. I, I sometimes I feel like you know if if you feel like if you're the if you feel like the clown, then people are going to treat you like the clown, you know. But if you're happy with who you are, because man, if you have a great sense of humor, you should just play that up and be like, dude, I'm the funny guy, and I know I can be the funny guy. All you motherfuckers can't be the funny All guy right. on command, but I can be. Step one: go buy some new mat amber white <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh and then everything will work out for you this podcast is sponsored yeah. by Nomad amber white <laughs> you shouldn't be giving any more of that advice until we're fucking sponsored by Nomad. <laughs> no um, shit, man. um all right so that's the end of our show uh unless you, uh, unless you have one more because it's 915 we we did want to tell people that we are going to be on a panel of packs oh did we want to tell them that already yes. i mean i guess it's official yeah the panel is going to be like me ryan scott Arthur and Karen Chu. I will go to so, that panel. It's called How to Podcast Like a Pirate. Whoop. So yeah, it's kind of about making your own podcast without any backing from a big site or anything like that, which for us, you know, really, well, that'll be for the podcast. That, that, oh, that'll be for the we live We didn't panel. name it. We didn't propose it. We're just on it. Yeah, so yes. that'll be fun. Um, but you can also send us your letters to letters at eat-sleep-game.com. You can find me on Twitter. My username on Twitter is ChuffMoney. Arthur's is A-E-G-I-E-S. Tyler's is dirty tea and Matt's is talking orange. So, with with, uh, with, with nothing else to say, uh, good night. Balls, new face. <laughs>
Let me take. Wait, I got something else to say. I, I really do. Yes, indeed. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>